everyone, welcome to episode 558 of Conversation Street, the spoiler-free Coronation Street podcast with me, Gemma. And me, Michael. Hello. We're talking about the episode's broadcast today between the 8th and the 13th of January, 2023. Yes. Episodes 10,846 to 10,851. And it is 2023, which means that actually Spider is 51. I just want to get that out of the way. Correction corner, everybody. Um, excuse me. I teach maths. Look, <laughs> Spider lives in Wales with Phil, and they have different numbers there. No, I, I'm wrong. I, I I can't. I was the thing. I I read that oh, fact when it spend... was 2022. All right, fine. Spider was 51, and that's why I only got a pile of pancakes. Nobody it. in the world is ever going to be mad at you for getting Nobody's their age higher. Nobody's mad at me. Higher. I just I just want to get it out there before anyone else writes in to correct me and yeah, tell me for... that I'm wrong. Thank so, you, everybody. Thanks, thanks guys. <laughs> um, anyway, how, how are you doing, Jeremy? Are you all right today? Uh, yeah. Me too, me too. A little bit, little bit tired. We're, we're starting recording this late today. <laughs> Yeah, I've done master up the energy to get started today, aren't we? We're a little bit, little bit knackered. Still got that ruddy cough, but um, yeah, we've got Can lots we of good stuff to talk do about. That then? Yes, yes. What? First? Thank you very much to Stephanie. She sent us a lovely package of goodies. You're yes. so kind and wonderful, and it was very special. Lovely crazy cat those. lady, Stephanie. Yes. She sent us a, a Canadian gift package, didn't she? Did, she? Yeah. Sent in October, arrived this week. So um, Happy that was birthday very, to very me. Nice. And now I'm 41. I, I get. Uh, it took so long to get here. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been getting to um taste some nice Canadian sweets. Yes, thank you, Stephanie. That was really, really lovely of lovely, you. Really lovely. appreciate it. Also, speaking um, of speaking gifts. of giving things, um, we were very cagey last month because we had a different plan for our charity Patreon money. If you guys listen to the podcast for a long time, you'll know that every month, every every month, <laughs> every year, we donate all of our money from December to a charity. And this year, we decided to do something different. And we were waiting to see if it would work out. And it did. Hooray. We have asked the lovely Charlie DeMello, who played Imran, to come back on the show. Because we're always trying to think of, how can we get Charlie back on the show? Because we love him so much. So, I just can't let go. Can't let go. So we asked him to um, nominate a charity of his choice so that we could donate the money. He, he did win the, the, the Top Lad Award last year. So yeah. we thought it was only fair. Yes. So, so we were sorry, Sally Carmen, we didn't, didn't ask you. But, you know. Charlie. No, well, the, one of the reasons was that Charlie's not in the show anymore. Yeah, she'll have her chance. So, well, we ha- well, <laughs> just jinxed everything. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, Charlie very, very kindly um, um, is, was up for this and he's nominated a charity. So uh, he's even recorded a little message yeah. to explain a little bit about that charity. So um, over to you, Charlie. Hello, my name is Charlie DeMello. Uh, I formally... Uh, played the uh, Coronation Street Dirty Dog Award-winning uh, Imran Habib in Coronation Street. And this year, I would like to possibly direct their attention um, for their um, charitable donations this uh, December um, towards Rainbow's Children's Hospice in, uh, based out, uh, in Loughborough. It is a charity that has close uh, familial connections to me. It's a place that my mum has worked in various roles over 20 years now. And it does incredible work for um, children and young people um, all over the East Midlands. Um, 
not just being uh, a place for sort of care in in that in the kind of way that you might think of in regards to a hospice, um, but also to facilitate uh, a way in which um, people with um, 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 who are differently abled or or, or, or aren't um, um, as as catered for out in the world um, to to enjoy life you know to to live life to to laugh to 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 play and so it's it's a wonderful place it does wonderful work and I would like to at the very least draw your attention towards them this year. There we go. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. Lovely to hear your voice again. Uh, How can we get you on the, the podcast show. next time? Just keep plotting. Keep left. plotting. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. All our um, Patreon money for December has gone to Rainbow's Charity. So, thank you very much. And that ended up as being like £256, yep. I think. So, um, all of that went. Thank you very much very for our patrons. We really appreciate you. And uh, well, thank you for your support. And we're so happy that we can do good things with yeah, some of your cash. Um, speaking of good things, we've had a bit of a redesign on our blog <laughs> oh, recently. Oh, no. Don't bring this up. I, I need to bring this up. I'm trying to spin this as a positive. Well, that's so what I told you. I, well, I, I was having a bit of a moan about this last week. And Gemma says, nobody ever goes to the blog, Michael. It's fine. I don't think anybody will notice. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe they do. But if you have, you might have noticed that it's had a little bit of a visual change. I'm not, I was going to say upgrade, them, but I don't really know, over the last week. Um, basically, Podbean um, has got these templates that you can use for your, for your blogs, and we've had the same one for years, um, and I'd like you know, heavily edited it and all that to make it orange, and I've made it how I wanted it to look. And um, they've got rid of that template now, so all my lovely work that I've done on the blog design-wise um, disappeared last week, and I was... A little bit, bit annoyed. I was a little bit upset and annoyed and stressed out when that suddenly happened last week. Even though they kind of warned me, um, I didn't think it was actually happening. I, I was kind of choosing to ignore that warning. So, um, yeah, I was a bit mad, but I've looked on the bright side. Uh, it's not what I wanted it to, but hey, it's modern and it probably works with phones better and stuff now. So, anyway, if you have been to the blog in the past week, um, that's, that's why there's the change. Uh, you still can't link to it from Twitter, which is a bit of a pain. Um, because they seem to think that it's some kind of spammy link. I don't Elon think a... Musk hates us. Elon Musk totally does hate us. I can't link and to like, our blog from Twitter. Him. It's very, very annoying. But anyway, so that's that news. And um, I think that's about it for opening a podcasting. So, Gemma, it is your turn for a quiz. Have you got a lovely 2023 quiz for me? Have you got your paper? Oh, uh, yes, I do. Yes, I'm going to get my score down using the same paper. Oh, yeah, by the way, I hope... Thank you, everyone. I want to say thank you, everybody, for all the kind comments you sent about our um, bonus podcast this week, the uh, the p- predictions one and the uh, oh, rundown of the year. So lots of I people... I haven't seen any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of people say, oh, this is one of my favourite, favourite podcasts of the year. And, uh, and they've got some lovely, uh, wow. nice comments about that. Thank you, everybody, who sent in their predictions as well before and since. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's very, very nice. But I'm just saying that because I've got a piece of paper that I've got the top top 10 characters of 2022 and on the other side. And that's made me realise I need to go back because I haven't had to look at that list since to see you know where everybody else um, ended up. So that's something that I'll do. Right, Gemma wants to do a quiz. I'm getting an eye roll, so um, <laughs> that's Will my cue. stop being <laughs> horrible and I'm telling not. everyone what I'm doing? <laughs> you, you, this isn't a video podcast for a reason, you're telling me that. Right, quiz me away. 9th to the 13th of January and you're saying thing in a 3 and an 8. Yes. No birthday for Spider. I got this from coronationstreet.fandom.com. Oh, God, I can't 
Home at 50th one, I mean. Need to have a sleep. We will have a sleep later. I want to go and, and sit really in a nice box. sleep. Uh, 9th of January, 1978. Come on, what happened? <laughs> I don't know. Should I know this? Yeah, you should do. No, more questions, please. No, more, more come clues. on, what happened? This is a very famous thing. 9th of January, 1978. You really should know. Uh, what was it related to? The thing that happened on that day. <laughs> no, that's the most obscure You honestly should ever. know this. Why? Why should I know what this? What happened? How long ago was that? That was... 30... No, 45 years ago. Yeah? I don't know! Has somebody had a birthday? <laughs> no. <laughs> No. I'm trying to test you properly. This is the first I, time I... Does this prove that I haven't been paying attention this week? Has it, is this something that has been mentioned in this week's well, Coronation Street? Well, not in Coronation Street, but in our life you might have, uh, perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. I'm really surprised because lots of, lots like, at least two very important anniversary things. Uh, my brain is also a bit frazzled today, darling. Yeah, I think you might have we to give me... We watched a documentary a... revolving. Oh, yes. I only better have got a shot. Yes. Yes, we did. We did watch a little program about Ernie Bishop this week. He got shot, Michael. Zero. I got that right. You, you just did gave me not. a little clue. You gave me a... Okay, no, half no. a mark. <laughs> because that was a very difficult question. Tenth... Hopefully the last. Oh, the is this how it works? Be... Yes. Yeah, right. 10th of January, 1968. Why does Jerry Booth end up in court over Myra Booth? Uh, murderer. Um... Is that mm. what you're fantasising about doing? Yeah, murdering I'm murdering wife. Myra Booth, by the um, God, what day that would be? Something about not having any money because of all the money that she spent. That's all I know about Myra Booth, is she spent all their money on catalogues, so I'm assuming... I thought you were going to say spend all their money on Catholics. I <laughs> <laughs> keep coming around going, can we have some money for, for, for our robes? Um, right, is it to do with that? Is it related to her um, financial... No. Um, what, oh, um, what is it then? Get divorced. Uh, you have to go to court back in the day. Well, they got divorced because of the money things, I suppose. That's no, it's irrelevant. Half a mark. Three quarters of a mark. <laughs> All right, none. Get Next. this one right. I will. 10th of January, 2018. Who works out that Pat killed Luke? Seb. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I should tell I you to get w- them right. Well, no, there was a question, question about that in last week's podcast. So yep. thanks for the thanks Heads the up. 11th of January, 2008. Who does David lose his virginity to? Uh, is that what? Is that sound related? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say. I'm going to say, Tina McIntyre. Yes. Oh yeah. Anyway, before you before you start getting moaning about how badly you're doing and not, moaning I'm at me, just remember, well, I, I, there are weeks I can't even get the number <laughs> right about what year it's supposed to be. So right, next. 11th of January, 2013. Which couple marry for the second time, only for one of them to be told by another person that the child they're, that they're expecting may be theirs? So couples, couples get married for the second time, yeah. but one of the people's getting married suddenly realises that the, there's a baby involved now who could be somebody else's baby. Um... Um, this became a major storyline. As a baby involved, it could be someone else's baby. That was then. I'm going to say Nick and Leanne. Yes. Yeah. Who was the baby? 
um, the baby was um, 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 Kylie's baby. Yes. Yes, Lily. Lily. Lily Platt. Who's the daddy? Yeah, uh, exactly. 12th of January, 2003. Exactly. Which two people... <laughs> listen, in 2003, which two people have 50-50 shares of streetcars? Oh, I think I might have seen a Corrupeji post about this. this we, we'll so I'm going to say question. Stephen Dev. Yeah. 12th of January, 2018. Who is jilted at the altar? Uh, Chesney. Correct? Wrong. Chesney jilts Sinead. Oh, I got it the wrong way round. It's the 21st century. <laughs> That's right. Lads are doing it too. Mm. Okay, third, the final question. Thank you. 13th of January, yeah. 2003. Yeah, you've got a grin on your face like you're never going to get this one. We know Maxine should have stayed at the party. Yes. But who's the party for and why? I thought that you would ask me that question. Because I knew that you... you, you just I knew that you knew that I knew... Most evil look. That this today is the 20th anniversary of Maxine getting clonked on the head by Richard Tillman. Yes. And I thought, I bet Gemma doesn't ask me about that. I bet she asked me whose party it was. Yeah. But then I didn't look it up. Didn't you? But go I on. believe... Go on, go on, go on. It was Start Doreen's with... birthday party. What What was... Uh, what What age is she? I uh, 50. Yes! Yes! And I didn't even look it up. I know it. I know it. Right, I got five I'm really and maybe a half for that question. out of um, <laughs> eight or so. That was a pretty good, pretty good. Good quiz, darling. Apart Thank you. First question. How's it supposed to get out of that? Honestly. Um, who's got a birthday coming up? Please? The big three. Yeah. The big three. Everybody knows these trio as a as a as a threesome. Mm. You can never speak of one without the other. Right. Fourteenth of January, Jack P. Shepherd. Seventeenth of January. Ken Morley. <laughs> and the 20th of January, Neville Buswell. Neville Buswell, Langton. Sorry, I'm off. Oh, that's still fairly, um, fairly Those important Those are the three major characters. characters weren't they? I didn't even say the, the character name, or just the actor's name. That's how famous they are. How old is Ken Morley now? 85. Is he? I don't know. I don't know. You never look it up, do you? It's, you think it's rude to mention I think it's rude. I think it's interesting. Well, that's why that's we're how different. we're different, indeed. <laughs> right, okay. Let's. Um, this is, I thought it was quite a good coronation street this week, and uh, with a couple of departures as well, unexpected ones. So, um, let's get chatting about that. Yes, we should do that in street talk. <laughs> <laughs> street talk time. Oh my god. Well, what? Yeah. What the heck? What? What? Well, the heck? Uh, Jacob's only ruined my best pun I've ever done for the show. The shipping name, what? Halo. Halo. Yeah. It's gone. Like Amy Barlow and Jacob Hay. Yeah. Halo. Nobody now, else called it that, but that was our shipping name for them. Because everyone was jealous. No, it's wrong. Yeah, they, they, they seemed to latch on to Jamie, didn't they? But you know, No, the it's best. way better. Halo's way better than that. Well, I think that as well. I was going to call this week's storyline Halo Slipped to kind of symbolise the, the fact that the, uh, the, 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 quite, the fan favourite romance is now over. Um, Hay Bales. Uh, okay. No, that's brilliant. That's <laughs> I mean, a good one. Hey, Bales has bailed on her. You're you're making the levels go wrong. Sorry, sorry. I, I, you I don't understand the, 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 how the microphone. Goes. I don't understand this microphone. I'm sorry for last week. It was probably a little, the the sound was blown out a little bit. So I'll try to keep it a bit quieter this week. What? Okay. So Hey Bales is a very good storyline title. Thank you very it's much. It's amazing. I can't believe um, it. We've it's also, worth it just I'm, for I'm that. I'm going to take that storyline this week. Um, then you can take the Maxtremism storyline, the aftermath of last week's um 
bombing fun. And uh, you can't say that. <laughs> then we've got the wedding day storyline. Um, you know the summer summer gate storyline. It's supposed to sound like summer surrogate. Surrogate. <laughs> now it's summer gated. So oh my god, this girl. That's not a good one. I will let you have that one. And then we had the Jamatrimony story as watching well. Watching summer, summer trying to escape out of that bedroom. I was like watching a moth Bashing hitting it. a light bulb. <laughs> they got very strong double glazing in that house. They're, they are well off and rich. I think they got triple glazing in there. Well, she... I'm sure oh, she'll my... be fine. Oh my god. So. Hey Bales, so I'm going to take this storyline. And we had Coronation Street Sunday, Wednesday, Friday this week, didn't we? Much um, to my confusion. Was it football or something? <laughs> well, you thought it was on yesterday as well, didn't you? But I no. was like, I thought, I swear, if you'd given, if you'd said, right, for £50, what what days of the week is Coronation Street on this week? I'd have said, ha, you think I'm going to say it's on th- Wednesday and Friday, but I know it's Wednesday and Thursday. No, no. Well, I think I think it's back to normal next week, but then I think in two weeks' time it's off again because there's Why? more flipping football. Can everybody on. leave me alone? I'm I'm not very malleable. I don't understand changes. No. Well, as I say, I think it's on next week. Um, and, well, lots of stuff is happening next week. Um, flipping Coronation Street has been. Um, Overdoing a little bit with the spoilers in the press and everything that something what? big is happening next week. But um, I, I, I don't know the details of it too much, but come on, Coronation Street, keep it quiet. Anyway, that is for next week. What is for now is the hay bale storyline. Mm. And it's starting off with uh, with Damon's plan. And when he... Tell you what, I'm, I'm pretty gullible because last week when Damon was saying to Jacob, it's not drugs, it's not drugs, I was saying, oh, I wonder what it <laughs> I know, what me it too. We're both like... Wow, at least they're not doing is a it, boring drug storyline again. Yeah. Is, is it weapons or something? And it's like, no. <laughs> no, and Michael like, and Gemma, it's drugs. It's, he's a like, drug dealer just lying. It's still drugs, but what if we said there's a dog? Oh, yeah, drugs never dug this, wasn't it? Anyway, so Damon sent this mate round who's a supplier and he's going to be selling them some vegetables. And Leanne's not interested, but basically Damon doesn't give her much choice because he's got them, her and Nick, pretty much around his little finger at the moment. And Jacob as well. So um, Jacob's like, you know what, Dad, I reckon. Is this guy, vegetable guy, also the one supplying the dodgy gear? Um, and he's like, yep, son, you're absolutely right. So Jacob's job now at the bistro is to intercept all the dodgy deliveries from Damon's dodgy mates and um, retrieve the drugs from them. So, um, first... And he did a really crap job, can I just say. What? As Weatherfield's premier drug dealer up until this moment, yeah. he he's he flubbed it. He's He's changed... He's, he's, he's gone back from his drug dealing ways. Women he's forgotten all soft. his sneakiness. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, yeah, he was he, he wasn't brilliant for, with, with that this week. But he's he's in danger. He's a bit he's a bit nervous. He's scared of his old pop, isn't he? Um, anyway, so the first delivery comes to the bistro on Sunday night. Jacob nabs it, rips it out, open out the back, and it's jelly beans. So that's that's twice in one week that there's been some surprise beans on Coronation Street after last week's um, baked beans fiasco with the bomb in the back of the car. Remember that, Gemma? Yeah, looking they confused. faked the bean. That like... was a baked bean fake out and this is a jelly bean fake out. So I don't know what it's going to be next week. A bit of a runner bean fake out. Um, maybe a has been fake out. Bellotti beans. What I mean, <laughs> we all remember how much fun we had with the broad bean um Jeff and Brian. Oh yeah, that story. Like, anyway, yeah. So, uh, so Damon says forget. this is just a dummy run, Jacob. You dummy. And uh, Jacob says, "Well, look, you 
I'm not doing this. You can find some other mug to take in the drugs next time, Dad. I'm out. I'm out of here. And Jacob says, "Well, yeah, yeah, you, 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 you're doing it. So stuff you basically." Jacob is thinking of Amy at this point, and he doesn't want her to get dragged down into the murky depths of the Weatherfield underworld of drugs. And uh, Jacob kind of just glowers at him and leaves. Um, and then we then we have a, a bizarre appearance of Ryan now. What one thing we know about Damon <laughs> is that he's massive in in Ibiza, and uh, Ryan loves Ibiza, and it's probably just a very small island, so he's very well known there. And it would be weird for Jay, for Ryan not to mention that, I guess. And apparently, what was this? You had to explain this to me because I was trying to type down notes at the same time. So Ryan was saying that Jacob's dad, Damon, like takes over clubs in Ibiza that have been raided for drugs or something, and he turns I, them around. Ma- listen, and... can I just make a confession here? What? I do. I guess I need to say this. I I was in hospital this week for brain things. Okay, I'm absolutely fine. She's all right. I had to go to hospital because I had um, a very strange, weird thing that happened to me, and I'm totally fine. I've had all my scans, whatever. But I have now. I'm realizing I have big gaps in my memory. I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> and um, I guess. I'm trying gonna break blame it on brain worms, but it probably is just me not paying attention. We we were we were in hospital quite late on Thursday night last week, weren't we? Until yeah. about four or five o'clock in the morning. But she's all right, you're all right. Aren't you? I'm totally fine. Don't worry. Don't she worry is about fine. it. But um what 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 are you talking we have, about? <laughs> we've had other things on our minds. Anyway, Ryan thinks that that Damon is big in Ibiza. So he and that's thinks, all that is. So Ryan thinks that Damon is like super duper anti-drugs man. I think so. It I looks like the insinuation here is that doesn't really matter. Jacob uh, Damon Damon takes over clubs that are notorious for drugs, and then he manages to sneak the drugs in. Yeah, I guess so. In a more surreptitious manner mm. than the previous goons were doing. Yeah, it also kind of tells us that Damon is quite notorious, and he's got lots of contacts, and he's you know Mister Big. Also makes me wonder how many kids he's got Which running is a around bit in Ibiza who are like Jacob, but actually better at their jobs. I wonder. Anyway, so Jacob gets home later and uh, he wants to talk to Amy, but Summer doesn't know where she is. Summer doesn't know where anyone is or anything She she just saw Amy getting into a car with Damon. Uh Uh-oh. So Jacob tries ringing Amy, but the phone's... But Amy's phone is plugged in in the kitchen. Most unbelievable but thing But it's another fake-out. Second fake-out of the week. Amy and Damon come back to the flat later and she just needed to be driven off somewhere to see a friend or something. So it's all innocent. But clearly, they... Damon was just trying to make Jacob see, yes, that's right, I can do whatever I like, and um, I could be very dangerous if you don't do as I say, yes, actually. And not just dangerous to you, but um, if you want your, your lovely girlfriend Amy to, to keep all her teeth, then you better dance to my tune. Um, so Jacob says, I'm not doing them, no. And Damon says, you'll do as you're told, son. Now, off to your room without any supper. So God, when... It must be so annoying to have a kid and they just don't do what you tell them. Like, do your homework, brush your teeth, carry these drugs. <laughs> yeah, the, the perils of modern parenting. Uh, oh, They're get just off... too busy on their TikTok. Yeah, or... get off your TikToks and take this <laughs> drugs down to the bistro for me. Bloody kids. Right, so Wednesday's episode and Jamie is very, very preoccupied. I thought that there was some great... Jacob. Jacob, I said that. You said Jamie. Jacob, Jacob, thank you. I thought that there was some really great... Um, directing on Wednesday's episode. I can't remember who did it now, but um, there was some 
honestly some very tense scenes in this storyline so I, I loved it and he's very preoccupied Amy notices this and uh, she's like oh maybe the is it the bistro maybe it's not right for you though I don't know so um Damon comes to visit Jacob in the flat later and he's like right bean plan is over onto onto the real thing this time so we need to we need to chat what's going on you're going to get a delivery today you need to intercept it get the drugs from the bottom so jacob is like completely on edge as he's arriving at work today and get i think the drugs doesn't know what doesn't know when the, the delivery is going to come he doesn't know whether he's going to get caught or whatever he's there in the really busy kitchen everyone's going around chopping peppers or whatever he was just the, like the most uncool drug mule I've ever seen. <laughs> Is that what you're scoring this week's out of uncool drug mules? <laughs> I think he he could certainly give Stephen Reed a money with um how suspicious he looks. A run for money. <laughs> That's what I said. No, you he said keep a money. correcting me. What did I say? You said a money. Give him a money. Run, run for the money. Run for, uh, one for the money. I don't two know for what I show. said. I'm getting it all wrong. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just so. I'm just saying because uh, people get confused otherwise, and I. Everyone I'm, understands. If I say something wrong, you I correct say. me. I'm okay. not trying to be mean. Don't be, don't with your masculine ego. <laughs> I'm trying to help. Thank you very much. So he's there. He's all shaken up, and Leanne says, um, "Oh, this olive oil's really nice that came the other day." Say thanks to your dad. This was the olive oil that had beans in, and um, then the then when they have the package delivery, this balsamic vinegar that they were expecting. Jacob's like, "I'll take it. I'll take it." And um, this uh, is so funny. And then, um, and then a very um, plot-convenient visitor arrives, a uh, client arrives at the bistro. It's a dog. <laughs> yes, a police dog's retirement. The, it, no, to be fair, what's the police dog handler's retirement do? But I think they said that the police, <laughs> police dog's, dog's retiring as well. I think they're, they're planning to go and retire off in the, uh, in the med together or something. So, um, I'm going to Ibiza, apparently. Jacob can't... Yeah, apparently so. Jacob can't um, get the drugs out because he's got he's got to serve the police dog. It was like, ah. yeah. <laughs> somebody. I think somebody posted on our Facebook group. Is is this normal? Allowing dogs like this into the bistro? The answer is no. Well, this doesn't really happen. Um, I don't. I think that people are letting dogs into more restaurants now. Oh, are they? I don't think there's a rule about you're not allowed dogs in restaurants. But oh my god, I just made a stupid post about. The fact that the dog later goes into the restaurant on into, Twitter, into and I had a load I'm of people just correcting you. Kitchen. in the restaurant, <laughs> in the kitchen, yeah, and um, a load of people are like, Ugh, it's, uh, actually dogs aren't that dirty. Actually, uh, it's worse if the, a, a dirty apron's worse than a dog. It's like, yeah, but you're not allowed a dog in a kitchen, though, are you? You are allowed an apron, right? But you're not allowed a dog, even if. And also, the dog didn't have a warrant, so. It's not coming in my kitchen. <laughs> Don't need a warrant for that. It's it got just, re- reasonable grounds for suspicion. It just made me, yeah, well, it just made me laugh because I can't remember what it was, Leanne or Nick was like, when you get this apron, it's going to get jammed all over it. Can't you just leave your apron all over the place? And then woman's like, can, I, can my dog look in your kitchen? And they're like, yeah, sure, I love dogs. Go and lick everything. <coughs> well, yeah, they, I can't remember. Somebody said, oh, they don't usually allow dogs in here, but then Craig's like, oh, they've made an exception for, what's his name? Sinbad was it? I think poodle. it was. I think it was Sinbad. Um, and and anyway, it's just very convenient to the plot, so we'll say no more. Um, and it's like, da, 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 and he da, was da. so cute, a dog, wasn't he? It? Was, it, was, it was very, very. He lovely. was doing the. What sort of dog? You know, your dog breeds. No spaniel. It was 
a Spanish um, Faloozal dog. Okay. So, um, Jake, Jake, the, the dog's getting a bit woofy around him. And Jacob's like, oh, because I guess Jacob thinks, is, is there a smell of drugs on me or something? Or does he, can he just see the fear in my eyes? Uh, um, and But, 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 but the delivery that he took wasn't actually it. So the real delivery then arrives and Jacob gets mega jumpy again and ends up knocking <laughs> knocking a glass of wine all over Craig, which has mysteriously disappeared um, later in the episode when he, when he comes round uh, the flat. But anyway, total panic stations. Jacob rushes into the kitchen. He, he grabs have... the box. He's like, oh, sorry, oh, into the back. He should have poured the wine on the dog. Because then the dog can't smell anything but wine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so he hurry rushes, he hurriedly rushes the box into the back, empties it out, takes the, the balsamic vinegar out, takes the fake bottom out, and uh, puts the drug in his bag before dashing out the back way of the bistro, looking very, very... Um, suspicious. Suspicious, yes, that's the, that's the word. So... Um, the dog's like, can I please give my compliments <laughs> to the chef? <laughs> In person, and they're like, I love dogs in kitchens, come inside. This reminds me, we, we watched The Menu last week, didn't we? Yeah. Speaking of restaurants, has anyone else seen The Menu on <laughs> Disney Plus? What a, what, a, what a thing. Strange film, but I followed it, so yeah. that gets Michael's recommendation. I should just follow, score, score films out of how yeah, much did I follow it. And I, in, on the Michael's following the score film, I'm giving this a solid four, four and a half out of five. You so, definitely um, knew what happened at the end. Uh, uh, yeah, so if, if you are like me and can't follow films, the menu, it's not too bad. Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, Jacob's Jacob's done a runner. He kind of uh, says to Ryan, oh, I feel, feel a bit peaky. He I, runs I back home to, go. to, yeah. Yeah, so uh, he, he, he runs, runs back to the home and then, then we have that great bathroom scene. I did love that scene. And he's, this is where the camera's all kind of pe- peak, um, sort of shaky and dramatic and there's lots of close-ups of the toilet and I know, everything. Like, look at this toilet. Look at that. Look, at, look how good the flush is. And he's he's trying to hide the drugs at first and, uh, and then... Well, our, oh. Yeah. Well, he's like, he's got this package of drugs and he's what in this normal, like, where do I put this? I can sympathise. Our storage is terrible in our, in our bathroom. <laughs> yeah, we've been here a year and a half and we still haven't bought a bathroom I, cupboard. Right. He had so many options. Uh, take them all at once, which would have been a great way to go out. Because mm. if he knew he was leaving this week, he could have just... Oh, yeah, exactly. ID'd. Um, chuck them out the window. <laughs> Might have been a good idea. I think there must be a thing about windows in Weatherfield. They're all sealed closed. Yeah, Esther painted, Mike's yeah. window, Amy Jacob's window, I don't know. Anyway, so he's, he's panicking. To make things worse, Aaron's there banging on the door, wondering what's up. Because um, he's when Jacob gets home, Aaron's there as well, and he, he, he and like you, you look really peaky, mate. What's up? So Aaron's like, hey, can you open up the door, and then he's like, oh yeah, also Craig's here. I need to speak to need to speak to you because the dog's gone mad. He's he's the he dog's went, there as well. The dog's there. The dog back in the bistro had gone straight to that box of balsamic vinegar, and he was running around in circles and stuff by it, wasn't he? And uh, yeah. So anyway, Jacob does the only thing that he thinks that he can well, do at this I- moment is flush the drugs down the bog, and then fervently washing his hands to get all the all the druggy scent off of them. Yeah, I mean, um, Craig obviously suspects Jacob, given his history, and yeah. the fact he ran out of the kitchen, that he's taken the drugs back to the bathroom. So he's brought the dog handler and the dog to investigate their thing, their a flat. And dopey Aaron's just let them in. Well, yeah. You've got to let the police in, haven't you? No. Come back with a warrant. Any well, he's coming. He's but but Jacob's managed to get away with it. It looks somehow like somehow he, he managed to 
even though these drugs were aerosoled and like floating in clouds across the bathroom. I know when he was when he was emptying it down the toilet. It's just it's like, like billows of it everywhere. It's probably all on his clothes, and the dog's like, "Well, God darn it, don't know what's gone on." Maybe here. he just really liked balsamic vinegar. The dog. None of that in here. So uh, anyway, Jacob's got away with it. Phew. And he's sticking to the same story about being ill. And Amy is like mega suspicious with him. But Craig buys it because um, he's not not as smart as the coppers, is he? Aaron heads out as well. So Amy's then left with Jacob on on their own. And Amy's like, what's going on? Something feels really off here. But um, fortunately for him, he gets a text from his dad and he kind of panics and runs off and says, oh, I need to be I somewhere. need to apologise to Leanne and Nick, is what he says. Um, so he, he he goes to the Ginnel and uh, meets Damon there and, and basically tells him everything that happened today. And Damon's You've missed out an important scene with Nick and Leanne sniffing each other's artichokes. Oh, they did, didn't to they? To discover what the source of yeah. the smell might be. Yes, yeah, whiffy artichokes. I like yeah. the way they're like, could be drugs or it's probably this artichoke. <laughs> yeah, Damon is like, what the hell? You have flushed my bag of drugs down the toilet he said, that's worth 50k. Well, don't give it to All Jacob right. then. Yeah. I never, I've got no idea, not a clue. If you'd say how much is this bag of cocaine worth? Is it cocaine? Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh. And I, I wouldn't have a clue, but 50k for that. And, and yet right. again, the characters are like, I'll get the money back. No, I like, think he really he just... felt like he could earn 50k no, I in think... just just give him a little bit of time. No, uh, Jacob was like, I don't have 50k. No. Well, if, yeah. Well, um, Jacob's like, Don't, uh, Damon said, doesn't even matter if he did. Maybe he could, um, he could, he could sell his, um, reproductive cells to, uh, Mike and Esther. I hear that. <laughs> I think, I think it's Mike, Mike's not, uh, in, in difficulties there. No. I think it's Esther that needs the um, help. Anyway, Damon's like, what the heck? 50 grand down the toilet, literally. And if you don't find it for me, you're in big trouble because he's got his bosses and he basically says, you, you, they're, they're going to kill you if uh, if you don't get, if you don't get, get the money back. Get lost or you'll die. Yeah. And I always And then he kind of properly lays the boot in saying, such a soft touch, you always have been, and you were a mistake. I didn't want you. Neither did your mum. You're dead to me as you always were. He like plays his cards fairly early on because... We kind of were suspicious. Well, but when when Damon came back into the show, Jacob was like, "He's he's a wrong un," and then we were like, "Oh, just you know, maybe he wants to get." Uh, we knew that he was tricking Jacob, but the fact that he admits to Jacob quite so soon, "Yeah, I'm not interested in you. I don't want to build a relationship with you. I am just using you." And now you've flushed this down the toilet, and I can tell you what I really think about you. You massive liability. Um, so anyway, but I suppose he must have realised that Jacob only had one episode left and he had to had to get it in while he still had a chance. So Jacob says, well, you know what, Dad, I'm not afraid of you anymore. I can take your worst. And Damon says, it's not me you need to be afraid of. Get out of Weatherfield. You either, do you want to live or do you want to stay and die? This wrong fitted me completely. In what way? Until this week, I was, I was like, oh, we're setting up this story here where you know, Damon controls Jacob and this is going to be very prolonged and Jacob's going to be the minion and he's going to be caught between what's he going to do and he's eventually going to shop his dad in and be the hero and redeem himself. It really felt like it was going to be like a big story for Amy and Jacob for the spring, didn't it? And then when uh, Damon's like, do you want to stay here or do you want to go and die or do you want to leave? I was like, 
oh, shut up. He's not going anywhere. And then Friday's like, bye-bye. Well, I know. When he started getting ready to leave on Friday, I was thinking, well, yeah, he's, he's, had a, he's, he's had a busy week. Maybe he's just, you know, Jack needs to have a bit of a, a, bit of a break from playing. And it's like, no, well, up gone. until the moment, they, well, actually, even at the end of the episode, I was like, well, how's he getting out of this one? Mm, then, mm. I, then I sent you on... Um, on Twitter, uh, the actor's um, yeah. goodbye message. We're, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. We need to we need to talk about this exit. So, um, Amy Friday on uh, on Friday's episode, Amy's like, "What what is up with you? You're still acting really really off." And he starts going, "Oh, we need to get away. We need to start all over again." And um, you know, everything that happened yesterday with the police brought it all back to me. Nobody around here trusts me. They all remember my past. I I can't escape what I used to be around here. He says he's having a quarter-life crisis, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> um, so Damon, um, over in the street, starts harassing him again. He's like, haven't you left yet? Um, and he kind of insinuate, insinuates Amy a better watch her back. And um, Jacob then pushes Damon up against the wall. And it's like, yeah, boy, you go and stand up to your dad. And then Jacob... Damon completely takes him, doesn't he? He pushes, pushes Jacob onto the floor and basically gives him a good old kicking in the ginnel. That ginnel has seen a lot of action uh, in the last week or so, hasn't it? Spider getting clonked on the head, Jacob getting kicked. Dangerous place. They should really put some CCTV up there. This is why they couldn't let Stu be homeless for very long. Why? Because he'd be like, can you, can you move on, please? Someone's trying to sleep here. It's my house, actually. <laughs> um, Damon's like, right, my drugs people, my, my bosses, they know you screwed up, so you had better run if you know if you want what's best for Amy. See, even through this, I was thinking to myself, oh, he's just bluffing here, because mm. I, I was thinking, logically speaking... And, you know, I don't know anything about drugs, people. All I know is what I've seen on television, which to me, it feels very realistic. I know. It's I exactly run, how it works. I could run a drugs business just based on what I've seen watching Breaking Bad, okay? <laughs> so from my wide experience, I know it wouldn't be Jacob who'd be in trouble. It would be Damon. They don't know who the hell J- Jacob is. They asked Damon to do something. He gave it to somebody else. Do you really think the big drugs boss is going, well, right, Jake, Damon, if you say it wasn't your fault, it was your, it was your lad's fault, I guess I'm going to have to string it up by his ankles mm. to teach him a lesson. Of course not. They, they'd be cutting uh, Damon's throat and throwing him in the canal. Well, I mean... Do you that... think they really accept excuses in the drugs trade for, for why your minion got it wrong? No, it's not how it works. That's a very good point. The fact that Jacob has now disappeared, so he's not going to be getting that 50k yeah, back for Damon. That's then why Jacob, story... Damon's the one that needs to be watching his back now. The story doesn't make sense, and I, I genuinely don't think it's going to go any further than this week, but... If this was, if you want me, this is the thing, right? I hate drug storylines anyway. I find them very boring. If you want me to take this seriously, you also need to take it seriously and make it logical and make sense. I think it's still, it I think it's still no, got it the option to. I really think it's still got the option to. I think you're right. Maybe Damon was just bluffing there by saying you're the one that needs to get this money because. But why? He's... But the thing is, no, that doesn't make sense either, because. Um, Damon, what what what's Damon's purpose here? He could still bring him back on side. He could still threaten him and make him do drug stuff. Mm. He doesn't need to dro- run him out of the of Weatherfield. I don't know. I don't know. Very suspicious and well, weird. I'm, I'm interested to see how it goes. Anyway, so um, Jacob goes to work and he's like, well, he's like a zombie as he goes in there. He's like totally freaked out and he's, he tells Nick everything about the coke smuggling. So. I, I couldn't believe that either. I was like, "You're just dishing all the dirt here." I know it's a total um, exposition dump, isn't it? It's, uh, he hasn't got. He hasn't, it's, <laughs> it's, Nick's 
it's that like, time is, uh, is counting down on the street. You've got to tell everyone everything now. Dick's like, I don't have the capacity to squid any more than I already have, <laughs> but this is weird. He's like, yeah, I've been smuggling drugs. It's my dad. He's terrifying. He's powerful. And now I need to do a runner. And Nick's like, oh, I cannot compute. So... Now, now, like, now look at me, me and me and Leanne could be in trouble as well. Thank you very much. Um, it's also like, it's, I mean, I know this is kind of, it pales into a bit of insignificance, Jacob, in, in light of your problems you've come to me with. And, I, you know, I appreciate you coming to me with this. And um, I you know, wish you all the best of luck in your future endeavours. And uh, thank you. Oh, you know, if you want a reference, I'm... I'll definitely write you one. So, uh, you know, good lads seem uh, all right to me. Sorry about all this. But I do have to ask you, is that real balsamic vinegar? Because <laughs> I still paid for it. <laughs> well. I wouldn't, would you? I'd be so suspicious of it. I'd be like, is this is this not balsamic vinegar? Or is this the best balsamic vinegar we're ever going to have? What they're saying it's very, very nice. They're going to be addictive? in a bit of a quandary now. Like, I kind of really want to get some more of that balsamic vinegar, but I don't particularly want to get it I don't know what it's about this. I don't know what it's about this balsamic vinegar. It's like, Ooh, yeah. whenever I pour something at the bottle, I just, oh, it's really spicy. <laughs> anyway, Jacob tells Nick he's going to do one, and Nick says, yeah, I'll keep an eye on Amy for you. He probably doesn't, but... He uh, doesn't give a crap about Amy. So... Back at the flat, Jacob's trying to text an apology or, or something other to Amy. He's kind of sitting there at the desk, kind of shaking, and, and he's text, texting stuff, deleting them. He doesn't know how to how to say it. But then Amy comes in, and he's like, he pretends that he's on the phone to um, uh, a drugs person. He's like doing business with him and everything because oh, I got all these he, pills. He just kind of it's, it's, I felt bad for him because he knows that he needs to split up with Amy and the only way he can make a clean break is by being absolutely vile to her and lying to her. And she falls for it. She's like, oh, you're still dealing? And he, like, pretends to deny it for a bit and then says, yeah, well, you know, someone's got to keep you in handbags. He's just, like, so cruel to her. and he's, He's really horrible and... But, you know, for, for her own good. And, and the, the, it's really sad that she'll kind of never know this. So he's he riles her up and he she says, well, look, I'm not some dealer's doll. And he's like, well, yeah, plenty of people would jump at the chance. Thank you very much. And she storms out and Jacob's there like, oh, no, what have I done? I love Amy, but no. Anyway, so she, she goes and has a sit on Maxine's bench, doesn't she? Which is um, for the anniversary, clearly. Little, I bet she had no idea the poignancy and the significance of sitting her bum on that bench today. But anyway, she she overhears. Is it Gail walking past with Max or somebody other? Some somebody related to the Max storyline. I can't remember. And they're saying, "Oh, we'll give people a second chance or whatever." And that's enough to to make her realise that she loves Jacob. So she Aww. comes back to the flat and she says, "Oh yeah, I'll run away with you. Let's go and stay with my uncle Andy in Spain. Um, I just want to be with you." And he turns her down because she's he's like, "Yeah, well, Amy, you're a nice girl and everything, but." Tell you what, mm, things are getting a bit boring here. I want a bit more out of life than just, you know, family life. That's that's not for me. And she's like utterly heartbroken. She makes him hand over his key, calls him a loser, and he leaves. Um, and then we get a final scene with uh, with Jacob. He gets summoned by his dad to the ginnel. And he's like, please, let, let me stay here. I, tell tell your mates that I'm a great seller and I'll, I'm going to get these guys their money back and more in no time. I'll get my job at the factory back. I'll sell off some of their fancy silk and everything. And Damon's not having any of it. He's like, if I see you again on the street, I'll bury you myself. So Jacob gets into a, into the cab and off he goes. Off he toddles. And um, 
have a, a very protracted, um, you almost could have guessed, as he was going round the corner and going past number one in the taxi, the, the camera was lingering on them for quite a long time. And I was like thinking, Who? on Jacob. And I was thinking, this, this feels a bit like an, how, is he going away for a, and like an extended break or something. And then it was after that that you sent me yeah. the message that he'd put on Twitter saying that he was leaving. So um, Amy's heartbroken. She's at number one with Stephen Tracy and um, being consoled there. And uh, at the end of the episode, Damon comes into the bistro and tells Nick that this dodgy business was all down to Jacob. But don't worry, he won't be troubling us again. He's done one. So the the <sighs> situation that we're left with at the end of the episode is is Damon is still very much... Um, got Nick and Leanne in his pocket, and he's calling the shots at the bistro. Um, I, I'm, I do you think he's going to still try and smuggle his smuggle his bits in because he hasn't What's got anyone point? on the inside Otherwise, now? Um, What's the why? The, the but, plan's not changed. Yeah. If the, anything, he's got to make more money now because he's lost fifty grand. Yeah, but he he doesn't have somebody to to take it. So I'm wondering, like. You know, is he going to try... Is Amy going to get a job at the Bistro? Well, because this is students what's really confusing jobs. me about the storyline. It feels like such a weird... Why is Jacob gone? Um, well... I don't know. It feels weird. Uh, yeah, I didn't get it completely. But I guess I guess Damon just doesn't want to see his son well, get killed. Well, it also feels weird to me because I never would have guessed that Damon was introduced to replace Jacob. That's no. kind of what's happened, isn't it? Yeah, because... And I, I guess that... I don't think he's going to recruit a new, anyone new. I think it's just going to be Damon working there by himself. So, do you, But Damon's, you know, been a silent partner there, hasn't he? Well, he's or, got to get his hands dirty I suppose, now. I suppose now that Nick knows, you know, they're not sneaking these drugs into the bistro. Nick knows that he's receiving drugs. So it could... He might, he might as he could very well just say, well... You come in and get them, but I don't know. Damon doesn't seem like the sort of person that'd want to get his hands dirty, and they and he wants somebody to do it for him. It's weird because he said he specifically said to, this would have been the perfect opportunity for him to have said to Nick, "Listen, don't know what he's told you, but I am a drug dealer. That was uh, cocaine in there. I know your wife's a smackhead, so make sure <laughs> she don't sample any of your goods." Um, this is I'm running this place now, and if you don't want to ha- to happen to Jacob, we don't want to happen to you. What I'm to Jacob, mm. you better bloody do what I say because he didn't listen to me, and now he's gone because he knew leaving it was leave or die, and that's you if you don't do what I tell you now. I think put this balsamic vinegar in the bin. There, there still could be the potential for that, to be honest. But why didn't it end with that? Why did it end with him going? Jay- oh, it's all Jacob's fault. I'm going to make this business... Just to make us wonder. I, I I am kind of interested in this storyline. I know you're not. And, and you, you were kind of moaning a little bit during the week. Like, oh, is that another drug storyline? No, listen, I'm more interested in it now that Jacob's gone because um, it, I don't know where they're going with it now because it felt very predictable to me. Like, yeah, here we go. The, the son's going to be blackmailed and the dad's going to... He feels, uh, you know, he's trying to live up to his dad. He's going to eventually realise, yada, yada, got picked between his girlfriend and his dad and, oh, he's a bad boy. Oh, can he escape his past? Ugh, I felt like I'd heard... <laughs> I felt like I knew how it was going to end. Whereas this is like, well, what is going to happen now? This is like the weirdest twist. It is. and, I, and So I, to me, that, make, that makes it more interesting. And I'm, in, I'm enjoying Damon. I think he is quite a decent baddie. He, he is seems scary, quite isn't he? threatening. I mean, the bit today when he was 
given Jacob a good kicking in the ginnel. I was like, oh, he's, he's, you know, he's serious, isn't he? But it did make me think, after I realised that Jacob has left, would it have been better mm. if he'd literally kicked his own son to death? I know, I know it's a bit no, dark, but it's January. The nights are it dark. It is January. And, and I mean... It, it's it's going to be the most depressing Monday soon. Might as well have done it then. Jacob, Jacob is a very popular character with many fans. Um, and I suppose they want it, they wanted to make it look like he had the option to return to the show. But if they were going to go the full way of, surprise, Jacob's leaving, I think it would have been a lot more impactful if he, Damon had literally... Kicked his son to death. I um, I'm <laughs> no, actually no, no. going to go. People are going to say no. That's Curry's not. That's not. That's not my Curry. But you know, we never have that point of view. It will go as dark as you like. Well, I agree with you. I think it would have upped the ante. It would have kicked everybody at home up the bum a little bit because the thing is, like I said before, 2022 was the year of no consequences for anybody. And if you opened this year with literally kicking someone to death and going, "Yep, he's gone." Who wants who wants another one? You know, yeah. that would have made everybody sit up a little bit and gone, "What the heck?" Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, it would have been a yeah nice surprise twist at the beginning. Although it was only a few years ago that somebody was kicked to death, and maybe it'd be who um, was that? Seb. I can't believe oh, you forgot. <laughs> yeah. How quickly to... we forget. I'm fickle. <laughs> Listen, he doesn't. He didn't need to kick him to death. He could have bricked him. Yeah, bricked, kicked, nicked. Um, any <laughs> licked him to death. <laughs> dog could have done that <coughs> yeah he could so. have covered him in drugs and then the dog could have come on licked it licked it up and drowned him mm. i think that that, that may- would have been a bit difficult to i know do. it's harsh and i'm not just saying that because in my predictions mere days ago i said that i thought that jacob would be killed in this year's yeah, you can always street. tell how salty we get when our um when our uh, right predictions are, are like ruined I immediately I, just, I didn't think it happened so it was gonna happen um, i thought i mean what's come on they're gonna do yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, she's yeah. The factory's going to go under. Go, I mean, that's no, right. We've got Uncle Stephen there. She, he's come to save the day. I hasn't can't he? believe it. Yeah. No, I think yeah, I think it would have because because people just kind of left this episode going, oh oh no, that's really sad. Jacob's left, and I think if he'd have been killed by his dad, I'm sorry we're lingering on this point. Um, people would have gone, oh that's really sad. Jacob's gone, but I think they would have enjoyed the mega shocking twist of well, the whole thing. Well, they certainly would have enjoyed immediately going to Ofcom to complain. Mm. I, I think also if they'd have had that happen, they could have had Stephen walk around the corner because he's always loitering around the <laughs> rovers as we know. He goes, hey, um, I'll take that body off your hands if you give me uh, 10k. <laughs> I've got it. like, I can't, I've got no money to be thrown around. I'll, I'll do it myself, thank you very much. He's like, oh, I got, I got a, I got a box for my car for Christmas. I just want to try it out. <laughs> I thought I was gonna carry Elena away in it over Christmas, but I guess it never panned out that way. Um, anyway, like, oh, they let you kill someone this week. That's such a bummer. <laughs> I thought it was me next. <laughs> right, we've spent far too long on something that didn't happen. Jacob is gone. Jack uh, James Ryan has put out a lovely tweet um, today saying, um, uh, "That's all, folks. Jacob Hay over and out." He should have said, hey, Bales, he should have asked me. I can't believe a two-month job on the cobbles turned into a two-year Weatherfield residency. 
I'm going to say it didn't quite because there was an awful lot of Look, that first year you, you weren't there. But, um, getting to work on a show I was brought up on to follow in the footsteps of true legends has been an absolute privilege. I can't thank the fans of the show enough for getting behind me. The love and support has been truly overwhelming. Jacob's been an absolute treat of a character to play and that's all been down to how well the writers have written for him. He actually says wrote for him. I should right, say. Michael. <laughs> I'd like to thank Jenny and the casting team for taking a chance on me. The multitude of talented directors I've had the pleasure of working with and the whole production team who worked tirelessly to bring the show to life and a special thank you has to go to my work wife El Mulvaney who has made this experience unforgettable thank you for your openness your kindness and for making me cry with laughter every day I now get to call Amy Barlow my best friend how cool is that who knows what's next for Jacob but I hope you continue to support me on my next steps away from the street and he teases that he's got some exciting news to share when he's able so it looks like he's got some uh, some more telly jobs uh, lined up in the future so that is good for, for JJR fans so anyway yeah gone and um, thank you Coronation Street for making it a surprise um, I kind of like Jacob I just feel like this feels like very it, it's a bit, it's a bit out surreal blue. yeah totally um, because this but, is the thing right I'm, I'm, this is why I'm harping on this because I think we're in a, in, in a weird situation and it's because I don't. it's nobody's fault it's not Coronation Street's fault but it feels weird that you need supplementary information to really be sure if somebody's left the show or not. That's kind of a thing now, isn't it? When everyone, anyone gets in a taxi, we always quickly like, get on they, Twitter or gone? Instagram to see they whether really they've gone? posted anything to say. So long, the cobbles. Unless you actually see them die, you're, you're like, I don't know, are they gone? Are they kind of come back? Is he, is he taking a break? You mm. know, because this really doesn't feel like his exit storyline to me. It just feels like... Mm. Uh, yeah. So um, so uh, that's why I'm. He had a good final week, though. I, I I really enjoyed his performances this week. I think he did a he did a really solid job. Um, I think he is a a strong performer. So um, and, and the character of Jacob, I I have enjoyed. So I, I'm I'm sad that he's gone, even though I predicted that he'd be gone this year. Um, is this like does this reduce the chances of Sharon coming back? Oh yeah, I guess so. Because I mean, he, because Damon's got nothing to do with Sharon. No, I don't think Harvey so. I mean, even Jacob is, is only tangentially related to her. Ha- Harvey was his, her whatever. Yeah. Tell me what. Ha- it was. Harvey was Sharon's brother's son. <laughs> I don't. Okay, and yeah. then and then Jacob was related, yeah. but they never met each other, and now it doesn't look like ever will. No, but 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 new prediction. <laughs> Sharon Bentley, Jacob Hay, online spin-off. <laughs> Watch this face. No. Not feeling that one? No. Uh, it'd just be called Avert. Um, so anyway, uh, he, he's wow. gone. I, I enjoyed this week. I thought the dog stuff was very silly, but um, it was cute. So I didn't I, I didn't mind it that much. Very Maybe cute, if there'd been a little dog in the van last week when Ali was tearing around Weatherfield, I'd have, I'd have been, been less critical of that. I would have actually been worried about yeah. the bomb. Yeah. Um, so it's over. And what we... It's just bizarre. It's really, really strange because Amy and Jacob had been set up to be like a proper couple, hadn't this they? They'd barely I mean. done anything Can together I just last also year. Say how weird it was. We set up this like they even did like a little friends video. Yeah, here we are His, moving into the flat. You got the... Summer and Aaron, and you got Jacob and and Amy. It felt really like you know this is an, a new chapter for the teens of Weatherfield mm. because we've watched them you know grow and go through the school stuff and now they're sort of you know venturing out as young adults yeah. and it really felt a bit like what they did with Gail and um, 
who? Bike lady. Bike Tr- Trisha Hopkins. Yeah, or, like or, or hold the, the young one? teens together playing records in their studio flat. It felt like that, like a new dawn. And now Seems you know, virtual one of the others. Yeah, no, totally, it did, and 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 it's over. Um, and I'm not, you know, and, and now been... Summer's locked in a in a in an attic. So maybe Amy and Aaron. Hmm? What were you saying? I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. I'm making no. I'm not gonna hide the fact that I said I gone off Jacob recently. No, no, you had. Um, and I'm not that bothered that he's gone. No, but it was. I I I, I, know I, that I hope he's got that a lot of fans. He has got a lot of fans. Um, I thought that they made a good couple, and it's a real shame that they didn't really lean into that last year because they got together. You know, spring 2021, didn't they? We didn't see very much of them at all. Um, throughout the whole of last year and I, I thought that this year would be the big year yeah. for those two as a couple that's so why I'm more baffled about the lack, the loss of potential yeah, and, and bringing in the dad and it's like oh look it's Jacob and his dad and it's like he's gone but anyway I, I think we've kind of said the same things again and again for this one so um, uh, who, who's next on Amy's love list I wonder who, who got... she should get on with her studies and forget about boys yeah mate I, I mean uh, Ardy Amy and Ardy yeah, could be I'd like very... to see them together I just really really love Amy and so I hope that she gets a decent boyfriend that, that I will enjoy watching her with just as much as I did those few scenes with Jacob. <laughs> but don't don't you go off with Aaron. Leave him leave him with Summer. That's what I say. Um, right. Shock twist. Ardy and Aaron. Not going to happen. Get together and then they've got <laughs> four A's starting off their names. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, Who comes first in the alphabet? Uh, Ardy does. Like imagine how it's annoyed Ardy, you'd be. then Aaron, imagine, then Amy. Imagine how annoyed you'd be if you were Aaron, right, and you'd started dating Ardy, and suddenly you're second, <laughs> and you've never in your life been second in the alphabet when it goes by first name. Yeah. And your parents are like, sorry, Aaron, we let you down. We didn't ever foresee this happening. <laughs> right. Um, let's move on to the Maxtremism storyline then. So last week... We had lots of jolly japes with a bomb and a van and Alia getting blown up and, oh, is she going to be okay? But no one was hurt. No. Well, she, she bet... Did you see her this week? She's got a bit of a bit of a bandage on her arm, hasn't she? And a little bit of a, of a plaster on her head. She's got blown up. She's made of steel, that woman. It's like, that talk about no consequences, Gemma, honestly. It's too Come exciting on. a death Come for Alia. And Spider's up and about as well, isn't he? Anyway, so remind us all what happened in Max's storyline this week. I'm just trying to think what's the most boring thing that could kill you. And that's what how Alia's Alia. <laughs> <laughs> she catches a glance of herself in the mirror. <laughs> right, go on. That's really rude. I'm going to lighten up now. <laughs> Sunday, Max is being interviewed with David um, for After the sun. The whole, the whole bombing thing. Like, did you do a bomb? No. <laughs> he denies all knowledge of all the plan. He says he didn't think Griff was serious and he doesn't know where Griff is. Toys with Spider, he's in the hospital. He wants to get out and find Griff. And if he doesn't, Griff's going to find him. I forgot that it was this week that Spider was still in hospital. Listen, so did I. I'm reading this like I never watched it happen. <laughs> Gary, Maria and Ryan come after Max and David in the street and uh, Alia says, listen, let's move on. He did the right thing. Darren's on his side as well. They're all willing. They're all just such great people, aren't they? Yes, they're so forgiving. Ah, oh, wonder what that's like. Back at home, David def- is um, defending Max to Gail. And Max says, I'm really sorry. 
I've told the police everything I know. And Gail's like, yeah, I'll tell you stuff down here. <laughs> like, well, sorry, but you didn't give me any good tips. And Gail, you were very, very soft on David. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Gail, you never gave me any guidance oh, yeah. no. for how to treat a tearaway teen. <laughs> when I was rampaging with a hammer, what did you do then? Anything You stood useful? and watched and battered your eyelashes. You should just say, I'm one up on you because you haven't pushed me down the stairs <laughs> yet. In fact, I'm getting worried we're moving to a bungalow. <laughs> anyway, they've all calmed down later and they agree that Max is a good kid at heart. Easy to say when you're right. And David needs Gail's help to get him back on track. Max comes downstairs and says, Lauren's contacted him, can she come over? And she's really upset. And David's like, fine, but I'm not happy about it. Uh, Spider discharges himself and, and Toya's like, promise you'll be careful. Lauren arrives, she wants to talk to Max in private. And Gail's like, can't believe this is happening. They head out. Lauren says, I want to make Max some tea. But then she locks the door and texts secretly. And then who appears but Griff? Yeah, Lauren double crosses him. And, and Lauren's like, sorry. And Griff's, Griff made me do it. And Griff's like, get out. So she does. I'd be like, oh, is it making tea actually? I thought that was really exciting when Griff came back in. Like, I, I kind of assumed that Lauren would be completely... You know, she she would turn her back on all of the, the baddies. And I know she only did it, she was kind of coerced into it, but I thought that was quite a cool twist when well, she... Uh, it's really interesting to me there. that this storyline is testing the limits of what coercion truly means. Mm. Because we've had this... We've been educated by Coronation Street about what is coercive control. And we saw what Yasmin... Um, what Yasmin went through. And obviously, Max has been nowhere near as abused as she was for any length, near low length of time she was. But it really makes you wonder, you know, what, what, how sympathetic would you be if Yasmin, if Yasmin was kind of radicalized for for some other mm. belief system that yeah. maybe he would, he might have forced upon her. Interesting yeah. to to consider how your sympathies are different yeah. here because, you know, Max is still very vulnerable and um, yeah, he's still he's still only a and kid so is after Lauren, all, isn't but he? But at the same time. I don't feel very much sympathy for Lauren or Max, particularly. Uh, so anyway... They wouldn't have tricked you, would they? Have to get her pretty early in the morning to get one over Gemma Cox and groom her into their Say group. my full name. Groom her into their group. Um, I need a full album of songs <laughs> that are racist. I can't, it's not just one. You have to give me the full... Uh, eight eight songs. Yeah, they just, just they just have to give you a bottle of racist cider and you'd have been racist cider <laughs> yeah, right. made with English apples. <laughs> okay, right. So um, Max is trying to act all brave and he says to to Griff, "Look, I, I didn't have any choice. I had to speak to the police." And Max and, and Griff says, "Yes. Well, I, I I need um, I know that you had you were in a difficult position, but I need you to tell them I didn't." blow anything up it was not me it was reese and dave and ollie okay and max is like um but that wasn't true though is it you wouldn't want me to lie would you (laughs) and Chris like come on uh i've got to i've got to go on and do more work i need to fight my cause Uh, you want the woke brigade to win (laughs) he's like listen i've got to go on twitter i've got to retweet piers morgan max is like no uh the van could have blown up my family's barbers and Chris like, I'm fighting for your family. I'm fighting for this country. I'm fighting for Lily's future. And I just need your loyalty. And Max could have gone, yes, but you blew up. You could have blown up the loyalty cards. You get six stamps, you get a free haircut. You never thought of this, did you? Darren comes to the door 
And Max and Griff are like, shut Tell you what, tell you what, if that bomb had blown up Vin Diesel the weasel, I would not have been happy. How could you have told? <laughs> would have had the same expression on its face. I would have, uh, although it would have been, yeah, it would have been quite a funny seeing like a, 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 a front shot of Vin Diesel going, ah, and then there's an explosion in the background. Or they having him have, flying through the air going, ah. They could have done like a, a little graphic of his face just static spinning in yeah. a circle with like <laughs> smoke <laughs> coming out behind it. And then Arlo could have gone, ow! Anyway, um, David finds Arlo in the market and says, thank you for sticking up for Max. Gary and Maria are still not very impressed with them. Things get heated and then Darian comes over and says, oh my goodness, I just heard two men arguing in your house. And David's like, but I only know one man. Me? <laughs> Rushes off. Meanwhile, Griff is playing the, oh, I thought we were kindred spirits. Um... You, I need your help. You're the future of the movement. I don't understand you technology. You understand computers. <laughs> we can make Britain great again. Together. But David don't have it, will he? He obviously hates, hates the king. Yeah. He hates England and he hates Griff. He runs in. They start having a punch up. Spider comes in. <laughs> Spider came in and this was like cheese. He's like... Arrest that man. It's like, sorry, yeah, all right, we know. You're not an undercover cop anymore, are you? Spider just did the arresting himself, didn't he? Well, he arrested him. And everything. I, just... I do not have to say anything, anything you do say may be given in evidence. <laughs> um, I've always wanted to say that. Yeah. Well, he arrests them, takes them away. And then Griff's all like, ha-ha, I haven't, I haven't changed all my mind. <laughs> <laughs> the neighbours watch on. Everyone's glaring at him. Toya comes over. Spider says... Uh, don't bother looking on this up on Twitter, everybody. He's not getting out of prison. I, uh, I, I don't know whether Griff has actually properly gone. I mean, I, I realise that, that um, the, the, the thing he's gone, that, that Jacob's gone, and, and the actress who plays Lauren put on Twitter that she's gone. This is the this problem. This has made me think, I don't now know you set whether a precedent Griff has gone. Whereby... <sighs> this is the, so tricky, because you can't stop actors from saying, bye, everybody, because that's their right, you know? They've moved on. They're not. You're not paying them anymore. It's the end of their contract. By the point that they tweet and say, I'm off, they've already stopped working for you mm. yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, um, yeah but this was equally, all filmed at the beginning of December. Equally, you can't say, look, because of story purposes, you we must ask you to tweet to say you've left, otherwise everyone's going to think you haven't left. And if they don't, if they, if they are trying to do a story twist where they haven't actually left, then it kind of feels a bit obvious if they don't say it on Twitter... But then some people are a lot more high profile than others. So I wouldn't necessarily expect the actor who plays Griff to do a tweet to say bye everybody. Yeah, I, I wonder. It feels like... It's a really it feel, weird... The storyline's ongoing, that's the thing, isn't yeah. it? Because um, because um, at the end of this episode, Max has a bit of a turnaround, a bit of a twist, doesn't he? And he like says well, today... Oh, go on, you... That's well, I'll get to it. Doing this, so. You can do it if you want to. Well, no, no, go on. Well, he's like, Griff says, uh, Spider says, Griff won't be getting out anytime soon. I need David and Max to make a statement. So David makes Max's tea. He's put everything behind it. All of that garbage, all that rubbish. It's all nonsense. Max is like, but wait, father. It isn't garbage. Some of what he says makes sense. Our country is under attack. Didn't you see my video? The cockroaches. 
Yeah. Um, He's, um... Some people are taking away what it means to be British. It's true. And most people agree with me. And Dave's like, no, that's nonsense. And Max is like, nope, you can't stop me from telling my truth. I thought that was great. I thought it was a really nice twist that Griff has got inside Max's head so much that he doesn't immediately turn around. Because usually with this kind of thing, you know, when... When the top, you know, it's like when the top wizard is killed and all the yeah. magic goes or whatever. The head vampires. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, the fact that, yeah, Max has been, you know, properly conditioned into believing Yeah, all I really this like stuff. this bit of a twist. And, and I it, thought this was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if I hear another person say my truth, my perspective, my opinion is the same as reality, I'm going to go nuts and break something. I don't want to hear anybody say my truth ever again. Okay. Sick of it. On Wednesday, Maria has opened the market again. Um, Gary, Gary was going to go down the villains right here. I don't care how many people you kill, but if you try to stop women from being politicians, you get on my bad side. Oh yeah, this is where the story kind of goes now, doesn't it? <clears throat> Gary's been a bit of a... Bit of a uh, but he's like, uh, look... Pouring water over Maria's political aspirations. He's like, look, do you really think having a piece... Mar- markets are a good idea when it got blown up and she's like it, it's only Alia it's fine mm. we should unite and stay together there's and something about like miserable gingers um, just kind of getting rid of it getting pouring cold water on everyone's plans this week wasn't there like Chesney's like oh I don't really want to get married oh, and I Gary's thought... like oh I don't really want you to be uh, put this on this community th- uh, thing because you might get blown up oh you're talking about Prince Harry <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway they see Spider and Toya and they're like um Thanks, everyone, or whatever. Alia and Didi meet up in the bistro. Oh, my God. Did we need this? They thank Spider. They give him... They say, good job for all your undercover policing. Thanks for being a policeman. Sorry, I didn't believe you. Alia and Didi meet up just to tell us that Alia's got her job back working for Didi. I didn't think she hadn't. And Didi got her a care package. That was an odd scene and unnecessary. That felt weird. Max is on the phone to Lauren later. Um, He's like, I can't believe you let Griff in... To make a cup of tea. He didn't even make one. <laughs> and she says, yeah, he's, he actually is quite stupid. He only knows. That's why he always drinks beer. Because he's never learned how to make a cup of tea. Hmm. Uh, but maybe he will in prison. Oh, lovely. That's prison tea. <laughs> Spider and David are in the pub later. And he asks off for Max. And Spider says, look, I'm really sorry. I couldn't help Max more. I tried to get him out. But my handlers said it was too risky. And David says... Um, Fair dues. Yeah. And then Spider says, you just need to de-radicalise. Well, no, Spider's just like, you be patient, David. Give him a bit of time. These things don't happen overnight. you gotta, you got to listen to your son and, and yeah, let him... Back in my day, time. you would never de-radicalise somebody because that was meant to be awesome and cool. Yeah, if you were radical, You awesome. were totally bodacious. Yeah. You just need to de-bodaciousise de- him. <laughs> Gary speaks to Izzy about being worried about Maria getting involved with work. I can't believe you just Izzy's said a back. sentence without going, Izzy's back. Izzy's back, everyone. <laughs> so nice to see her back. It, it really, really was. Um, I was I was utterly thrilled about this. I mean, I'd seen something in the uh, in the news the week before that uh, Shirley Houston was going to be making an appearance on Coronation Street this week. And it's been, it's been a long time. It's been like years since she's had those cobble scenes because um you know with with lockdown and everything Lee's because she's publicly spoken about being very very sick during it i i interviewed her during the you know the, the, the lockdown and everything as well so um 
yeah, I'm really, really, really happy to see that she's back. She had a couple of cafe scenes this week, didn't she? And I don't know Brilliant. whether she's going to have a story or, or whatever, but um, yeah. Just not, it's really nice to see her. I, 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 I'm back. just really, 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 really happy knowing how sick she was. Um, so yeah, lovely. Gary speaks to Izzy about being worried about Maria getting involved with her work. And, and she says, talk, talk to her about it. <clears throat> so he does. And she's like, shut up. Which is right. That's the correct <laughs> thing up, to Gary. say. Shut up. Max and Lauren have a little reunion and she says, which I completely missed that this happened, I'm going to Devon, why don't you come with me? This, Everyone you, hates us here. You really, really were not paying much attention to all of this I week's Coronation Street this week, was, were you? I had brain worms. You had, you had hospital things on the mind. Right. So, I'm, only, I'm giving you one week's excuse, no, Gemma. You've got to be on the ball next week. Forever, I've got... I, I'm. Um, that you have officially tragic. been told by the hospital I'm today tragic. there isn't actually anything wrong with you. <laughs> I'm tragic and sad. Um, right, so he, she's like, "We let's go to Devon. Everyone hates us, and I'm just telling you, people in Devon probably hate you too." Council the money bag, sees Maria in the street, and says, "Well done for the market, but you know, if only you had kept it as a Christmas market, nobody would have blown it up." <laughs> that was funny. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> Well, he's like, drop. just thank God you didn't call it a winter market because it would have <laughs> been blown up well before now. And he says, we're going to do a TV interview at the market and uh, she invites herself along, which is a good job she did, really. Max goes home and has a heart-to-heart with David and says, Lauren's gone, I'm staying here. And David is very patient with him. He says, oh, things will get better. You need to keep your head down. Everyone's going to forget about you. Wait till you see what happens with Jacob. It's going to be so scandalous. <laughs> At the market, David thanks Spider again for his advice and for being patient. Then everyone gathers together for this interview and uh, David says, Don't, can you not mention Max? And she says, look, I'm not going to bring him up, but I think, you know, if you can't stop people from talking about it. I just want to know what he thought she was going to say. He's like, this never would have happened if it wasn't for... <laughs> that boy there. That boy. And then everybody goes, <gasps> and points at him. Anyway... She doesn't do that. The crowds watch the interview. Toya's perfectly framed in between the two of them, looking yeah. concerned. There were some really great shots of um of, of Councillor Cameron and, and Maria, wasn't there? And him rolling his eyes when she starts speaking that, and everything. Yeah. He's great. So Gary's watching a stream of the event. David's watching. Spider's watching. Toya's watching. Everyone's watching. Cameron's going, uh, well, you know, I think one of the main things that's happened since everyone got blown up is that we realise that the community's divided because these open door policies are clearly not working. And she says, that's not right, excuse me, no, no, no. The terrorists can't win. The community's united. And that's why I'm going to carry on this great work I've started, etc. And um, I guess we didn't get the applause that she obviously got after <laughs> that. But Gary meets Miriam Speeddial later and he's like, look, you can't go on TV and start talking about bombings and terrorists and she says oh god I'm getting flashbacks of Prince Harry again <laughs> um, she says I don't need protecting I need supporting and he says well, I'm just worried about you and this has given me this was really annoying me because this is what my biggest gripe with, with Tim was and I was getting mad that Coronation Street is going down this route again of having a really strong female politician character or local government character who gets embroiled in some kind of mischief because she's in politics and then it becomes too much for her little female brain and her husband has to quietly 
bring her back into the house so that she makes him scrambled eggs. But luckily that didn't happen. I think, you know, if whatever you were doing for your job nearly got you blown up by a terrorist bomb, I might be a little bit concerned about you going straight back to work again, to be honest. I think this is slightly different with Tim. I can't remember what his reasons was for, for not wanting Sally to do it. Is it related to going to prison or whatever it was? But Gary was literally worried for his wife's life you know, the mother of his children. So I would say a kind of fair play to him for trying to get her to at least reconsider for a little bit rather than getting straight back to the grindstone. Say what you like. I will. But the point I'm making, this isn't a real situation. This it's, Maria is symbolic. And we've already had a conversation with Maria and Sally about the importance of female role models and how difficult it is. To see another female role model be told by her husband, it's too much, sorry love, you can't cope with it, would have been very obnoxious and sexist. So they didn't do it, so it doesn't make any difference. Well, I was I was glad that Maria did stand up to, to him and say, and no, I'm doing this. I quite, point, I quite like Maria this week. Even if it wasn't Maria, it would be somebody else. And so if it was somebody else, it could be a man. Is it is it okay if it's a man? But not if it's a woman. No, oh, I get it. I get it. I'm telling you that it it's it's not what it it symbolises more, and this is what we've talked about with representation mm. as well. When you when you're a part of a group that's been underrepresented, for whatever reason that might be, things are more impactful and mean more. Yeah. So that's why yeah, yeah, I, I was I was annoyed when it happened to Sally, and I was annoyed when it started happening. But, as you say, rightfully so, he is correct to be concerned. And it really just shows that he is a good husband, that he cares about her and wants her to be safe. Yeah, he wants to protect her. He's a, he's a bodyguard. I say he should just kill some people. You already know, done it. It's all very well he's for well him. It's like, it's like, well, you know, when it's my problems, I'll, I'll kill, I kill them to get them out of the way. But, you know, I'm not going to do everything for you, Maria. You're a modern woman. You should kill your own people. <laughs> um, I can't just hold your hands through the whole thing. What happened on Friday's episode? Maria's excited about getting funding for her campaign, which is... What, campaign? I don't really know. It's the... It's the um... Let's get the refugees stuff. The refugee, that's the word. I've, I'm totally stuck on that. It's the refugee centre... I think, or some kind of... It's not important that we know what specifically <laughs> She's getting camp funding for listeners. it. Okay? So you know what it is. Gary's, Gary's still you. being down about it. Gary catches Max. Skyping from school. He says, everyone hates me because I'm a racist. And she says, admit your mistakes and say how sorry you are and everyone will... I, I want to say well done for that scene. I thought that Gail, Gail had a... She was in like two scenes today. There was that one then. There was one with Sarah Lou later as well. But um, yeah, Gail. I was just waiting for Gail to say something stupid or ditzy or idiotic and it didn't come. So You um, did a great job. Congratulations to the writer of that scene for actually remembering that Gail can, you know, do a good job of being a serious um, maternal kind of figure. Maria and Darren meet up in the cafe and... Uh, <laughs> I like this Bernie was not having any of this I loved it she's in the same mood I am today she's like don't care if it's your birthday Todd um, yeah whatever about refugees who cares uh, everyone's scared now because they think they're going to get blown up and um, <laughs> she gets completely ignored because everyone thinks she's just being an old grouch just like me yes, she's not paying any, any attention to me it's fine 
Steve says, I'll give your support. Streetcars. Will... I need a storyline that involves me putting my feet up somewhere because I've still got a broken foot. Can I support you from a chair, Maria? Can yeah, I support you're you with money? thought that was weird, having Steve involved in this. Like, is there a reason for this? Or is it just they wanted to give Simon Gregson something to do? I don't really know. But if I was him, I'd say I need to support any initiative that prevents things that have wheels being blown up. <laughs> because that's my major source of income. Yeah. So I'm down with that sort of thing. Gail and Sarah attack in the pub. They want to figure out how to support Max. Then... Oh, he gets chased by the bully oh, later, gets... doesn't he? By the chip-chucking bully. Yeah, everyone's throwing chips all over Rosamond Street on Friday. We had Max doing it, and we also had... Um, Jacob did it as well. Mm. So Max gets chased. He has a go at him. Sarah comes over, and Callum leaves. I think it was Callum. Is that his name? Maybe. Max says, "Don't I don't need you looking after me which you know i mean he did but also it's a bad look your aunt has to rescue <laughs> you from a chip throwing maniac alias fan cub for a speed dial to i don't know talk more about the thing that we probably should have paid attention to which is what their scheme is it's just do general do just goodery everybody Every, what it, surely, surely the whole scheme now is find Darian's brother so that Darian and his brother can go off in the sunset and everyone can say hooray. It'll happen. And maybe Max will shake their hands or something. Yeah. Alia's, um, yeah. Uh, Maria's pretty down about the whole thing. Well, no, yeah, says, well, she's, she's pretty down because not very many people have turned up. It's her, who's there? Her, Steve, Toya and Spider turn up. Couple of, couple of non-speaking well, extras. Yeah. And that's about it. And because Gary... she's been saying, no, we're not, we haven't divided a community. Everyone's standing behind us. But actually, they just wanted all the cool, the great deals at the market, didn't they? Well, they're like, well, if it, they're probably, they're also cutthroat. They're probably like, the piece market got blown up, I heard. Do you reckon they'll have to reduce the prices now to bring <laughs> people in? Anyway, Gary comes down and he says, I've had a change of heart. I support you as well. Yeah, there you go. So you're happy about that. I am happy about it. I know, I understand that logically he would be worried, but like I just said, I do have reasons for wanting to support Maria, even though I find her very boring. I just, I'm not, I'm not really Actually, into... I don't find her boring this week. I thought she was quite I, good. I thought she was good this week. I thought Alia was good this week, but I, I, I don't kind of need that bit of the storyline to keep going. I thought it was kind of like over now. a lot of vague do-goodery, like we just said about a, a centre. yeah. Like what? It, it doesn't need to carry on. I, I get it. I mean, it, it's good in a way that the extremism storyline is carrying on. And definitely the best bit of this week was Max deciding, well, Max admitting to David, well, I, I haven't changed my opinion just because Griff's got arrested and Reese and that lot. He's like, yeah, they made a mistake, so what? But the message they were trying to spread is still something that I, I buy into. That that was cool. Um, well, but, yeah, from a... St- uh, from a yeah, so, so I, get, I guess from... from it, it, so if he is going to carry on with those views, then maybe he needs some kind of adversary still, and, and that's going to be Maria and Alia. But well, my point is, and it was in my um, predictions uh, that Councillor Cameron, yeah, is still funding hate somewhere. Yeah, no, that's true. He's got to be found out, hasn't he? He has to if... come to justice. Maria has to be involved because she's been his main. You know, Cameron. Cameron started to use the bomb which I'm sure was their original plan to try to justify his political stance, which is, obviously, we want fewer immigrants in this area. They're taking away money and time and resources for the people that 
that are here, you know, my constituents, the people that vote for me, I think want me to say this. And that's mm. why, uh, you know, that's, that's my reason yeah. for being here. So he, surely he can just recruit somebody. Is he going to go straight to Max himself? Did he know who Max was? He must have done at some point. I guess so. It just feels like this... Uh, the fact but that Max isn't going to be able to do much on his own apart from make some, some cool videos, I suppose. So this is why I'm like, is Griff really gone? Or is he going to escape? Or is he going to get out on a technicality? Or There are lots of things that they can write in as to why Griff could be released before we expect him to. I just think this story hasn't finished... But it could have done. This could be the end of this storyline. And if it is, it's deeply unsatisfying to me. It's just going to end but in a positive note with Cameron getting caught, isn't it? It I has guess. to now. But but I also don't think that they've done enough to, to remind us he's the villain. No, no, he was, yeah, he was the bad TV villain. But they didn't mention this week about the funding, did they? See, I don't, I don't know. Has, has Griff and the others, well, I suppose the others don't know. Has Griff got any reason not to throw Cameron under the bus here? If he believes in the cause... Yeah, I suppose so. Then he wouldn't give that away because he wants the work to continue. Mm. And honestly, if you're Griff, you're you're in prison now. I don't know much about... Um, I don't want to besmirch our fine prison population. Um, but I know in America, for, again, from my extreme knowledge from television, fictional television shows, I know <laughs> for a fact that, you know, it's very racially divided. And so if Griff, if that's a similar, if there is anything like that in prison, Griff's just now been in, introduced to his biggest um, recruitment drive ever. Mm. I thought you were going to say something about like how in the American justice system you can pay for people to come out on bail and have an old money bags camera. I think you can do that here. Can you? I don't think you can do yes, that. Yes, you can. Well, there you go. Cameron can pay for Griff to get out. Well, money. listen, don't forget that because just because you've been found, just because you've been arrested doesn't mean you've been found guilty. That's what... Um... Yeah, yeah, of course. But, it, I mean, the fact that Toya and, and Spider were saying he's not going to be coming out for a long time makes it seem like yeah, but it's they unlikely say, he's going to be getting bail. Yeah, but listen, if you're dangerous, they can say, please don't let this guy out because he's a lunatic. Mm. You can be denied bail. Yeah. Yeah. You know that, don't you? It, the, I guess there'll be a trial still, won't there? There'll be still that to look forward to, and maybe that's where the whole the, the climax oh, yeah, is going be to be. It could come out, you know, in the dock that that Cameron's the one that's funding. I really them. don't but want I don't, that I don't to really... be brushed under the carpet, but it does need to be a bit more. Like, are you going to say where the money be... from is my least exciting yeah. part of this storyline? Yeah. It's like because he. He he's only been a villain for you know he's barely been in it ten episodes or so. Um, we we saw um, back at the beginning of October, the 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 guy who played the other counselor, the one who was I I get in a mixed up because there was the one that didn't like Maria's parking, and the, <laughs> not her personal parking jobs. Uh, you know all that like stuff a... there and. He, he was supposed, uh, unless this was who this was, I can't remember, but there were two counsellors and, and the, the one that was supposed to play this role couldn't make it to Coronation Street to, to film the scene. So that's why they've got this counsellor back from whenever he was in it last and they've kind of rushed him into it. But yeah, he's still not really been built up as this mega villain. Like it's not going to be mega satisfying if the, the ultimate aim of this is to expose him and Maria will go, yeah, I'm the best counsellor. You know? Yeah, it, feel, it would feel a bit like at the end of Scooby-Doo when they take the um, take the, the mask, mask off, off and it's a robot. Yeah. No, I don't mean... And you're like, well, I don't really yeah. care about it. Anyway, we'll, we'll see. I, I, yeah. 
The, the storyline is ongoing. Right. Well, hopefully it's ongoing. I mean, it feels like it. I feel, uh, it there was yeah. unfinished bitterness. So, the the Daisy and Daniel storyline. Sorry, line. everybody, for how bad I am today. No, no, I feel like I'm pretty bad as well. Gemma, Gemma you, you, you were not giving Coronation Street your 100% attention this week, but there's a reason for it. But anyway, I can tell you all about the Daisy storyline now. So, um, Daniel is get, having an interview for a school job, and this is what happens when um, I, was, I was predicting the other day that he would get a job in Weatherfield High, and uh, I was proven wrong about that one already because he's got an interview at a, what was it, a prison education sort of thing I, I didn't take down exactly what it was but anyway he's, he's got a, hang on a minute is what? he gonna end up with griff in in prison no i think it's a different thing i don't know then maybe it's, it's you can just, teach him not to be racist i can't i can't <laughs> see daniel being a prison teacher can you imagine them there in front of the class of um no i know or whatever. it'd be a little bit like that film with michelle pfeiffer well, she's the, she's the, um, the, the, got to teach these kids in the hood, whatever it was. <laughs> Maybe it'll be like Sister Act 2. Yeah. A, anyway, so <laughs> Dan, Daniel's, Daniel's going to a, to, going to a prison where I'm sure that his um, extensive knowledge of behaviour management is going to make him, you know. The, Popular. The, um, so anyway, he's going to be pushing the prisoners down the stairs when he, when they get fed up of him. So. Yeah. They're talking about weddings anyway, and uh, and he's kind of happy for them to have something small. Um, but Daisy has got other ideas because in the pub later she's showing Jenny this really fancy country house and stuff, and she's like, "This this is the place, uh, Jenny. This is where I'm gonna get married." And but it's it's a little bit expensive, and Jenny says, "Well, you know, a lot of people think that." getting wedded on Saturdays is the thing but round these parts Daisy there's no episode on Saturdays and if you ask anyone round here Mondays Wednesdays and Fridays that's the day you get married so if you yeah. want to go along with a crowd and it might be cheaper as well so um, Daisy goes off and makes a few inquiries about this and she finds some really cheap availability in fact there's one wedding that's available in May so very very excited about this um, Daniel goes to the pub later and um, before he's heard this and he's like I, Jenny I got the job and, and they're paying what I'm asking <laughs> and it's and um, it's it's a weekday though so I can't get married then so that's a bit yes, of a problem yes you can we managed it we did get married on a weekday, didn't we? In the, um, in the school holiday. So. Um, anyway. Yeah, we were one of these obnoxious people that gets married on a Friday because it's did cheaper. Get a, we Deal did, with it. Yeah, we did exactly the same as what And then people were going, oh no, but what if people can't come? We were like, guess what? They, they just don't come then. Just come. They actually don't really so, mind who um, comes. Daniel comes home later with a big bunch of flowers, finds Daisy there doing a mood board and everything. She's thrown herself into these wedding preparations and he pours cold water over it by saying, yeah, I can't, sorry, can't get married when you wanted to because it's term time. I've got a job. And she's just thrilled the fact that he's got work already. And she's like, at this point, she's going, don't, don't worry about it. There'll be other dates. Now you're earning again. We can probably afford with on your, on your brilliant teacher wages to get the wedding of our dreams. Um, but what when, was he doing before? When? For the past year? He's he just been on and off things, hasn't he? He What's was a he builder for a little bit. Oh, he's he was a builder. He was being a dad. Um, just basically bumming around the street, basically. So Wednesday, um, Daisy's sort of planning the wedding still. She's got a wedding mood board out and Don't everything. Don't forget, she's also said, we won't cost, you know, we'll have a really elaborate, very fancy do, but it won't cost the earth because I'm going to pull my, all out all the stops and get loads of freebies. Yeah, so she decides to use her feminine wiles on Wednesday's episode because she hears and Debbie talking she? about this um, sparkling wine launch event thing that she's doing at the, at the, at the hotel and it's got a top DJ there and everything. So Daisy's like, right, I'm going to go and work my magic on him. I was triggered by this because I've gone to a sparkling wine 
British English wine tasting and I thought they were being very flippant. And actually, I think you'll find there's very fine chalk soil in the south that grows very excellent grapes for very there nice, very nice sparkling wine, actually. Stop <laughs> laughing. So she goes home and tells <laughs> Daniel about this uh, event that's going on. And uh, she, she says, um, she talks about this wedding event again. And says, you know, May, maybe. And and it kind of suddenly clicks with him that she's talking about this May. And for some reason that I didn't really think made sense, he'd assumed that she was talking about last May. No, I, next, next May. Next May, sorry. I thought we... <laughs> He's like, oh, sorry. I thought you wanted we, us to get married I in the past, got married. Daisy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that can happen. That somebody think like, for a, a, for a good 24 hours that you think, that you thinking of the different year? No, this only makes sense. It, I think there's a bit of a communication problem between these two. This only makes sense if you're a Coronation Street character that he would get confused. Why? Because in Coronation Street, why would you ever plan a wedding for more than three months at yeah. a time? In real life, of course he would say, yes, it's going to be May next year because it can't be May this year because, my God, you haven't booked anything and it's January and you want to get married in May, absolutely forget it. You're not going to get anybody. Yeah, yeah, in Coronation Street land, they always manage got, to have these quick weddings, don't they? But in Coronation Street land, it's like, oh, we're getting married in May. Been a cancellation next week. We're getting married next week. No, it's more like, we're getting married in May and everyone's like, oh, he doesn't want to marry you at all then if he's putting it off till then. <laughs> I'd be like, you're getting married in May, eh? Is it, is it like the last week of May? Just saying, there might be big drama then because that's generally thing when things happen around here. Uh, anyway, so... Um, well, his logical reason was, I want Bertie to remember yeah, the wedding. Yeah. So da- Daisy's like proper narc by this. She said, look, either we're getting married this year or I find someone else to marry. And I think if my fiancé said that to me, I might start to have a bit of worry about her commitment. But It does feel a bit like... Mm. So she's she's going bridezilla, basically, <laughs> yeah. isn't she here? Anyway, she goes to this champagne event, which was... Um, um, Sorry, the sparkling wine event. And um, Glenda and Gemma come along too, which was quite fun. I just enjoyed the fact that they were giving Glenda something to do rather than just standing behind the bar and saying when I was on the cruise ships. It felt like in this episode she was being integrated into the street more and she had a bit of a purpose. She was there seeing what Daisy was getting up to and everything. So a little bit more of that, please. I like the team building exercise and I also like the opportunity to see some of my favourite characters in the same scene because you had Glenda, you had... I mean, Gemma is, was, was on pretty good form. Well, with, her, with her name labels in her hair. Daisy and Debbie. Yeah, 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 exactly. Some was, of my nice. absolute famous... Uh, famous? <laughs> favourite comedic characters. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good scene. Really, and they were really fabulous. And they were all so glamorous. They, not da- Gemma, Daisy... Not Daisy looks absolutely stunning. They, yeah. The Cory makeup had done a fabulous job on her, and, and she had a nice slinky black dress on and everything. And yeah. she 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 needed it because her um she set her sights on the DJ, didn't she? She's, yeah. she's trying to get just cheap DJing, but also prove to Daniel that she can get any man she wants, basically. Well, she's going to she, get married in May. Oh, yeah, exactly. And um, so she starts getting a bit flirty with him and a bit hands-on on him and a bit, yeah, a bit... Ugh. And um, they end up exchanging numbers and sitting next Glenda's to each other Glenda's trying to rein her in. Yeah, Glenn, they're getting, um, like, taking selfie. photographs and selfies and everything. And there was a funny... Yeah, you, you get to see the selfie that she takes with herself and the DJ and Glenda's there in the background looking very disapproving. And um, anyway, so 
Um, Gemma is completely three sheets of the wind by the end of the episode and Glenda's like not what, me. what are you doing well, you probably me. were so I can't was remember not. anything that happened I was not um, and Glenda's like how could you do this to Daniel and Daisy says well I just like realising that I still got it actually it's just a bit of fun anyway so um, anyway she, she's got this picture of herself and the DJ and she puts it up onto her, her, her Instagram her SendPX site um, just as a bit of a warning shot to Daniel so that they're kind of left at the episode thinking oh is Daniel going to see this this post and he does um, Friday's episode he goes off to work first day on the job things move fast obviously in Weatherfield they crying out for these prison teachers last one died ship them in ship them out Daisy gets up she's a, she's a bit hungover after um, all the frivolities the previous evening and gets a text from her DJ saying oh I had fun last night we should do this again and she's like oh she kind of the realisation is dawning on her through the grogginess and she she hurriedly deletes her uh, her Instagram post so um, Glenda can see that she's struggling at work and throughout the first half of the episode basically Daisy's just um, you know zombieing through the streets isn't she and um she, she admits to Glenda she's a bit worried about whether Daniel saw that picture of her flirting with a DJ or not. And um, she she's about to slope off early later on from, from work when Daniel comes into the pub and he says, I saw your picture uh, and I saw you deleted it. What What's going on there? That seems a little bit dodgy. Have you got something to hide here? And she says, oh, you know, I just, I thought I looked like Princess Fiona from Shrek. And um, I, I, didn't, I didn't like it. And Daniel doesn't buy that at all. But... He goes into the back and he's like, oh, we, we need to have a word about this. So eventually she kind of gets, musters up the courage to go and join him in the back room of the Rovers. And this is when he reveals he has booked their wedding. He's done what she asked. And, and he's going he's, to, they're going to have a lovely May wedding. Hooray. And, um, and that's about it, really. Oh, no. To the end of the episode, the DJ sends her some flowers, doesn't he? Because he's... Um, he he's got a bit of a he got a bit of a crush on Daisy it looks like and she like quickly whips out the card gives the flowers back to Daniel to make out that they were from her but uh, and then she texts DJ back saying no I'm sticking with my fiance so that was that really how did you find this this what week? an outrageous flirt I couldn't believe Daisy I like... she got really drunk and uh, she no um, excuse yeah not not really an excuse in my book I didn't in I didn't... Coronation Street Land I think it normally is acceptable <laughs> yeah I, I didn't like this particularly I mean I, I love Daisy and, and I'm a big supporter of her and Daniel together but it certainly serves her right if he does find out about just how handsy she was getting with this guy um the thing is, the th- oh, I didn't. Yeah, but she was doing it to make him jealous, which is very petty and and wrong in a different way to actually flirting with somebody because you like them. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't know which one's worse, really, because being unfaithful or being manipulative, which mm. is the they're both bad, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. But I... you know, let's not over over analyze. I think uh, 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 she says after an hour and a half. <laughs> I just, um, yeah, I think that Daniel maybe needs to watch out. I suppose he knew what he was getting in for when he, he started dating Daisy. She, he knows she's a great big minx. That's why we love her. Yeah. But I do love she is his Daisy. minx. I, I, I don't think that she I would seriously get her head turned by someone else as much of a, as, a, as, a, as a downer that Daniel I can think be sometimes. the conflict between Daisy and Daniel needs to stay ideological because we've had so many boring flirty affair storylines we don't need any more they've actually got a really good setup with these two characters mm. because it is opposites attract here yeah. and, and there's just no end of possibilities for fallouts mm. 
authentic and perhaps relationship ending ones yeah. if they ever want to blow them two up they can do it very easily mm. but um I, I you know i think all of this is kind of in keeping with with her with her um yeah it is the way she way she goes it? it fits that she she put it on her instagram and everything because that's what she does I, i'm interested in what's going on with this stalkery storyline because there was that guy that that she met at the hospital that people are presuming is the one that was overly liking and commenting on her posts, isn't there? Yeah, and he's not nice been involved. Yeah, that's right. He, he wasn't involved at all this week. And people are saying, oh, so is, is he going to be stalking her? And now it looks like the DJ can't leave her alone. So is she going to yeah. be, you know, is there going to be pincer movement? Is there going to be two stalkings going on at once? Or is, is somebody going to think that one person is the other one? I don't know. I just hope this isn't going to turn into a, oh, well, she kind of deserves it for being so materialistic mm. and uh, taking photos of herself and putting it on the internet. Don't really need that. No, but it's, you know, it's got some it's got some characters in that I enjoy, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where that's going. And there's always the opportunity for getting Jenny involved in there as well. I think that she needs to sit Daisy down and say, you watch it, madam, because you got yourself, a, got yourself a good guy there. you got I yourself a keeper. Stop flirting around. Yeah, Daniel's lovely. No. So, Gemma, summer storyline. No, no? Quickly, Not I want to say, I really just loved the fact that Daisy was given a bouquet of daisies from an obsessed fan and she gave them to Daniel, who did not find it weird that his egotistical fiance gave him a bouquet of flowers that are named after <laughs> her. Because that is totally on brand for Daisy. Yeah. Anyway, right, summer. Okay. Getting exciting this week. Ready? I am. Let's go. Sunday. Summer. She's got her blood test at the fertility clinic. Billy says, I'll, I'll support you. He doesn't really. Um, but uh, he tells the dads. And Todd's like, I'm going to do some digging. Yeah, last week he decided that um, now that he's given up... Well, now has he given up on Lawrence being dodgy? But he, also, he was also very suspicious of Esther and Mike, isn't he? So he's going to... Yeah, he's going to... Dig the dirt. Yeah. He wants to get some background information. Boy, howdy, does he find some. He asks... Todd asks around at the church, at their old church, but nobody said anything. Yeah, they're all being a bit hush-hush and closing ranks a little bit, aren't they? Later, the dads call Summer and they tell her that together they want, they're going to raise the money to pay Mike off so that she does not have to sell her room to him. And she says, thanks, but no thanks, because I do want to have a surrogacy and it's more important than money now because Esther and Mike really want a baby. On Wednesday... Uh, she goes, she arranges to go around to, to eat with them later. And Leanne's like judging them. Oh yeah, judging everyone. To, they meet up in the street, don't they? And Leanne walks past just glaring. I mean, and I don't know. that's usually the, the standard expression for her, isn't it? But The thing is about Leanne is that why is she, why is she find it, uh, strange or, um, sinister that a man would flirt with her? <laughs> No, she's a good-looking girl. Of course, any man's going to have his head turned. I would just take it as a compliment, Leanne. <laughs> uh, Leanne sees Billy later, and she tells him that Mike flirted with her. She says, look, don't tell... Don't care anymore. Yeah, he's probably but, chatting look, me up is, in the bar the other week. This is what happened. Um, because she finds out from him about the surrogacy. And she's like, that's weird. Because, well, it looks like he was trying to find a surrogacy in me, if you know what I'm saying. Billy goes home, tells Summer. Summer doesn't want to know. She says, stop meddling. Can't be true. Billy says, fine, you're an adult, you sort it out. At dinner, Summer asks Mike about Leanne's accusation. And he's like, oh, I was just trying to make a joke. Not my fault. She didn't 
have mm. a sense of humor. <laughs> and Esther's, Esther's like... Yeah, so this is really interesting, mm. thinking back to this, now we know what happened today, because Esther was looking like, oh, really? That, that's what happened, was it? Yes. Because, you know, obviously we now know that he's... This, this you know, this is by far his first... Um, Attempt, Attempt at finding somebody else, yeah. To plant his seed. Yes. Friday, it's, it's birthday boy Todd's happy day. He gets a phone call from the church. Apparently they do that when it's your birthday. No, it's some shocking news. Yes, what is it? He summons someone to the cafe to tell her this person wants to talk to her because a couple of years ago, turns out, Mike has an affair. Someone's like, Todd... Stop ruining my story. I don't want to hear this. She's just like, is going, la, la, la. She's fingers in her ears, isn't she? Whenever anyone tries to tell her anything, she's like, no, no, no. I've made my decision. Speak to this woman, Summer. And she says, no. She goes to speak to Esther instead. And she says, um, Esther, I've been told Mike had an affair. And Esther says, yes, I know. I found out last year. This is why we don't have any money. He was paying this other woman's rent. Uh, because he's such a nice guy, he's confessed it all now. He didn't mean it. He's really sorry. I've forgiven him. It's in the past. Then we get to see the precinct for the first time on screen in the show. I'd forgotten that it was happening today. I thought it was next week for some reason. So when they had that scene with uh, with some of them, I was like, oh, it was a nice surprise. But yeah, this was the first scene they filmed at the precinct, wasn't it? So Because um, we were told that Harriet Bibby was the first person to get the scene there. So, yeah, Hooray! Um, she, she meets this woman... Ava, her name is. Mike's, and Mike's the baby. On the side. And yes. what was the turns... baby called? Frank. It would begin with a C. Crank. <laughs> <laughs> turns out this is not just her baby, it's Mike's baby what? too. So, summer goes round, and for some reason, instead of standing on the doorstep and shouting at him like any normal person would do, she goes inside and shouts at him. And uh, they end up in the kitchen and she's telling him, I know what happened. Um, uh, He says, no, no, no. Uh, She lied. Anything she says isn't true. Um, People make mistakes. Um, He's he's like, she's a massive liar. She said she was on the pill. (sighs) She then confronts him about Leanne. She's like, look, I could forgive you if it was once, but you've done it again. You, You were flirting with Leanne the other week. What are you up to? And he gets really upset and he knocks a glass off the counter. Yeah, we've seen him lose his cool before, haven't we, Mike? Yes. Like when, uh, with, with, what, with the whole money thing, when he was going to get him mad with Aaron and, and Summer a few weeks ago. So they clear up this mess and she says, look, I cannot, I cannot do this surrogacy. I'm not going to do it now. You've already got a baby. Um, Esther, Esther, if you just let, oh, it's Callum the baby, he's called. Oh yeah, that's right. I told you. Well, you said Callum earlier. Oh yeah, I said the body was called Callum. I don't even know. Maybe all kids are called Callum these days. If you don't know what a child's called, it's Callum. Yeah. So, um, look, why don't you tell her about Callum? She could look after this baby. She could help. And and I'm actually, I'm going to tell her myself. And he says, all right then, she's upstairs. Stupid stomach goes, okay, let's go upstairs then. Walks upstairs. Yeah, he says she's painting the nursery, isn't she? Um, yeah. And uh, she go, here you go, go in there. She's in there. Someone he doesn't even in. need to say that. She just she climbs up the stairs and goes, Esther, oh Esther, it's me, Summer. I've got something to tell you. He locks her in. Locks her in this nursery that's got a lock on the outside, which is what all babies need. And um, she immediately, pathetically, beats her, her little fists. Um, 
the, the windows are obviously locked. That's why she can't open them. Mm. She does try. But then she takes a little shoe off and taps the window. <laughs> can't get out. Why isn't this working? What did you think was going to happen? Mm. This is a woman who was supposed to be going to Oxford this year. Anyway, I'll leave that to one They didn't side. ask her that one in the, uh, in the Oxford interview. How would you interview? escape from a locked nursery? <laughs> I'd, beat my, I'd beat my plimsoll on the window. And what would you hope to achieve with this? <laughs> it's latticed as well. What, uh, you know... Oh, bless her. Back at the cafe, Todd is trying to call Billy to talk about the surrogacy thing. Um, Mike, and Mike's, like, sitting against the nursery door, I think, probably thinking, I wish I'd never met this idiot. And she's trying, oh, hi, hello. Um, she, she needs to get her insulin. She's got her blood things going off. She can't be there overnight. I mean, at the best of times, she's fainting all over the place. What's going to happen? If we don't, if the first shot on Monday's episode isn't just her passed out on the nursery floor, I'll, I'll get be my pretty surprised. Back. Esther phones. He goes downstairs to talk to her. And um, someone's going, hello. She's looking after her dad because her mum's died recently and so he's probably sad. And um, (laughs) (laughs) unless she was annoying, like Summer is. And um, he's like, right, I'm going. I'm going off for the night to be with Esther and her dad. See you later. And she says, oh, no, I'll die. I need my insulin. And he doesn't care. So I can squirt it down the sink. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Her thing's beeping. He drives off and she's stuck there. And the only way, she, the only thing she's got are a series of items she could definitely use to ask for help, like a newspaper that she could rip into pieces, use her spit to stick on the window, saying "Help, dial nine nine nine." It's could, pretty dark, to be honest. She's got it's a lit window. She's in a lit window. But for the a lights start, are off. <laughs> Maybe the light switch the is light on the was outside. On. Is, was it? I thought it was dark in there. I was sure the light was on. I thought it was dark. Well. Maybe she switched it on herself then. So she's not she's not completely hopeless. There wouldn't be a light switch on the outside of the room. No. The lights, I, I'm sure the light was on. Whether the light's on or off, she could still fashion. She could she could use paper mache, like, writing. She could... I would... If I was in there by my... Like, is there paint there? Well, yeah, if she's painting the nursery, she could There's paint her SOS paint. on the window, couldn't That she? would be the most easy thing. And if it was, you know, if, it, if I was facing death i would cut my finger and use blood because that's going to definitely get somebody's attention and well, instead she's like ah, she's think about her health she can ah, be going bleeding all over the place when you've got diabetes i think no i don't I mean it, it's dark wasn't it it's it was night time i mean i know it gets dark early at the moment but it wouldn't be beyond the realms of possibility that nobody's going to be walking past that house okay right okay listen do you think that was summer's that was summer's um thought process or do you think she just never thought of it at all because i'm going to say that's what happened i don't know i don't know if you're summer and you're stuck in a room and you're looking at possible death are you going to go i could write on the window for help but no one will see it so i guess i will just die she doesn't want to expend all her energy by thinking of ways to get out i can't use my brain that uses the most calories of all (laughs) um i'm sure she'll be fine I'm sure but she'll I, be I don't know. I don't know how particularly. I mean, any any theories about how she's going to get out of this one, or will she just be, um, you know, will Rescued. she just be found collapsed? Because nobody knows that she's there, do they? I don't want the I don't want the three dads to rescue her, but that's a very strong possibility. 
Because I think that that would be too damsel in distress E. I kind of don't want her to be rescued yet. Because we, we only had, um, it was like last summer, we had Kelly being um, held captive, didn't we? And it was like, oh, it's a kidnap storyline. But then the next episode, Gary comes along and breaks her out of there. This could be a Rosie stuck in the attic for months sort of storyline. Because that was a long time ago. Yeah, but no, she can't. Because if it, she's diabetic, she would die. Yeah, but they might be able to find what she needs or something like that. If they can find her some kind of um, medicine, I dare. If if this is the end for the... If she... It feels like that's going to be the end of the story, though. As soon as she gets out of there, that's the end. And I mean, brilliant, but I've just just got this horrible sinking feeling that this storyline could keep going for a long time. She is a bit silly, though. She might be convinced that Mike didn't really mean it, and please don't tell him. No, I don't think so. She she can't go through with this surrogacy now. A talking point is you've written summer. Gullible or what? Yeah, she is gullible. She's gullible about being led upstairs because I don't, when he was like, oh yeah, Esther actually is upstairs, you'd have thought that maybe she would have thought, Hang, I don't think she is because she probably would have come down with the smashed glass and all the shouting and everything that we've been doing. Um, but no, I, I don't think, I really think, I know she's stupid, but surely, surely, surely they're not going to say, sorry for locking you in. Uh, you still up for the surrogacy? And she'll go, yeah. So this is a bit of, this is a bit of a twist to me, the fact that she's not going to get pregnant. Like, people have been saying... Um, didn't Rebecca say that Summer was going to get pregnant and we wouldn't know whether it was Aaron's or Mike's and everything? And it feels like that's completely off the table now. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so so what, what did you think about um, the reveal about what... You know, Mike and Esther's secret actually was satisfying that he had an affair and a baby. I was really shocked that he had a baby already. Yeah, I was as well. I mean, I know we were we were really going, come on, let them be in the cult of Nirab. But I think we kind of knew that that wasn't actually going to happen. Um, and when it turned out that, you know, Todd gets this shocking news and then he reveals he had an affair... My initial reaction was, oh, another yeah, affair, like, is, oh. is that it? Is that, is that all it is? Big deal. Although I guess it makes sense with him being a bit flirty with Leanne. But yeah, when he then met up with Ava in the uh, in the precinct and she had the baby toddling along with her, um, I was like, oh, that's that's a little bit more interesting this, now. It makes Mike seem even more unhinged and and odd because you can... Und- I, I've said before on the show, I can totally understand and sympathise with somebody's very real biological and you know emotional desire for a baby but this isn't that for mike he's already had a baby he the way he said um oh ava's a terrible mum and uh esther would be great at being a mum you know she'd look after the baby so well made me think it's like oh this is what esther wants and i'm sick of hearing yeah 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 for her Mm. It just felt like this is what the little woman wants, yeah. you know, rather than I want a baby because yeah. he's already had a, you know, he's already got a baby. Mm. I, it's, it's... But is it like I don't want my baby to be raised by Ava? I want my baby mm. to be raised by Esther, I guess. Yeah, and, and Esther doesn't know about this baby, does no. she? So that's going to be a nice twist. I, I finding it still odd that Esther's not the main villain here because ever since this has started, I the the the, the, I the dynamic between the couples seemed to me to be that she was the one that was calling all the shots and leading it and. And they were both kind of crazy and and, and clearly a little bit yeah unhinged Look, and bad. But is... I thought that she was the big bad and it looks no. like she's the wronged woman after all of this. I don't know what it is about society that we 
pathologize women for wanting children but we also treat them like idiots if they don't have children or like defective weirdos if they don't want children it it just seemed to me like she was the main character and she was the stronger of the two characters so therefore i automatically assumed that she was yeah the the lead bad guy but i I guess that may did you think that we're going to be supposed to be feeling sympathy for esther now is she going to see the light is she uh, is she going to dump mike or is she gonna you know I, I can't. I can't see the storyline lasting much longer. It's bizarre. Like M- M- Mike could convince Esther, let's keep Summer in the attic and put a baby inside her. I, I don't know. What do you think? Are you gonna let me tell? Oh, you? sorry, I didn't know you. Ha- yeah, go on. I was gonna answer you, but you kept asking the question and then started answering it. Sorry, oh, go on. I was gonna say plot twist. She finds out that he's got her locked up and says, "Well." It's for your own good then, isn't it, Summer? Because you obviously don't know what you want and we do know what we want and you're going to give it to us. Mm. But but why can't Summer just... I suppose if Summer says he's got a baby, Esther could not believe her or Mike could convince her that she's just making it up. But I suppose Esther could quite but, easily listen, find out that there was a baby. Yeah, so what? Esther doesn't want another baby. She wants her baby. Yeah, I know. But if she finds out that Mike's been lying to her for all this time about having a but, baby and she's already pretty mad at okay. him for what he's been doing with Leanne. Yeah, but but depends on whether they want her to be a villain or, or sympathetic. Because if they want to be a villain, you know, they'll do what they do to all the women on Coronation Street that want babies and turn them into psychopaths and say, mm. she'll say, um, uh, yeah, well, I don't care because I, it's too late for me to have a baby with anyone else now. It's Michael no one. Especially if she's very religious. You don't know how, what she, you know, she might not believe in divorce. Mm. She might be very, very um, Christian and yeah, think no, that, I, you know, I've married this man now for better or for worse. I took my vows seriously. You know, this ain't the best it's ever been. I'll tell you that for nothing. But <laughs> certainly I can't have a baby with anyone else. And, you know, I'm this age I am now. I'm not going to have a second chance. I want a baby. Give me a baby. Yeah. I don't want that baby. I want this baby. I want your baby. Hmm. Well, intro- it, yeah. hold on. Yeah. I, I thought it was um, a bit bizarre that we didn't see uh, Aaron in any of this this week. Or if we did, he I, was, was in the other storyline and he was actually quite tolerable. When when he was talking to uh, Jacob, when he Jacob ran in from the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't the Bistro there that, wasn't he? with his drugs going, I'm really ill. And, and actually, Aaron was just a normal, quite nice bloke going, yeah. oh, all right, There's mate, you will. It's like, oh god, it is her. She's a she's an energy vampire. <laughs> That's the other thing. If she, if Summer doesn't come back soon, what will Aaron do? Yeah, Just be really cool, and everyone to... will like him. Sometimes people, when characters get kidnapped or or killed or thrown in a bin or whatever, other people just think that they've disappeared off for some reason. So. If you want to be super sinister about this, you know, Summer is Summer. I don't think Coronation Street will. There are people who have kidnapped women and made force them to have babies and just kept them. Mm. And just because we've heard of the ones that got rescued doesn't mean there aren't thousands that died. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. She could be locked in a cellar and just left there. Or they could kill her. They could make her have the baby and kill her. I don't think they'd do that. I think they're... They're not going to do that on Coronation Street, but Mm. if this was Happy Valley. (laughs) Um, So anyway, I thought on, on the whole... 
I'm feeling more positive about the storyline. I'm kind of just enjoying saying some of you idiot. But I know. I, I, the, the, what, what is going on plot-wise has kept me a lot more engaged this week and, and last week. I think it does I feel like... Thing ...than it had been before Christmas. Mike's just made a very desperate situation. Mm. It, t- it took a long feels... time to get to somewhere that was interesting, but it's finally made it, so well done. Um, how did How did you find the precinct and its first appearance? Um... It was very... I'm sorry, I was looking at Twitter. But I did enjoy it. I did like to see it. Mm. It was in the playground area. We haven't seen the shops properly. No, it was very kind of understated, wasn't it? It wasn't like, here's the precinct, everybody. Sweeping shot of the precinct, which I think, you know... We, we always want that kind of stuff. But when they unveiled Victoria Street, the expansion a couple of years ago, that was also quite low-key. Um, I think that they... Um, if, I'm going to say, if you're if you're just a casual fan and you you don't follow you know social media or you're not that bothered or invested you wouldn't you're not going to really realize this is a new part of the set for a while no because this could very well have been any yeah outdoor playground yeah and, and they have done a very really good job at making this you know look realistic and everything we, we talked about it on the cabin section a few weeks ago um, but yeah they've done a really good job i think i was still unfortunately and i don't know whether i'm going to get away from this in the mindset of I know where that set is. I know what's just around the corner from there. You've I know it to that yourself. I've done it to myself. I've totally done it to myself. I'm like, oh, the, pre- uh, the, the police station's just around the corner from there. And then around there, that's just backs onto Victoria Street. And and I, that's one of the things about, yeah, going behind the scenes and everything. It does, it does spoil things like that for me. So I, I hope that I get away from that. Maybe if you get brain worms like I had, you yeah, forget. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, yeah. I just did go and look up because I was sure that you were wrong. And I was right, and I was correct. That there is a light in that room. Well, everybody was just on tenterhooks waiting to hear that information. She Thank has you. illuminated from behind, which means the the words, if she writes, will be even more visible. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold out hope here because she isn't stupid, and I do think that it's possible that if she doesn't do that and write on the window, she'll think of some other way of rescuing herself. If she gets rescued by her dad, I'm gonna be annoyed. Yeah. She's got to stand up for herself at some point in her life. <laughs> she can't just keep collapsing and being rescued like some Jane Austen heroine. <laughs> Speaking of people um, splayed out on the floor, this is how the Gematrimony star story started this week. Because um, remember last week when Mrs York trapped Gemma and Michael and Bernie in the classroom overnight? Well, yep, yeah, they did actually say they're overnight playing their scale X trick. And um, they even kind of, though they threatened her with a lawyer, yeah, they they threatened her with Michael's hotshot lawyer sister Dee Dee, and um, she's like, she's not not intimidated by this at all. And I was really surprised by how the story, how that part of the storyline just stopped. You know, it, 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 one minute they're there at the school threatening her, next minute they're they're out and about in the cafe. So that was a bit of a a rush job, really. It felt like um, Aggie's pretty mad at Michael though because she's had to look after Glory overnight and um, he was supposed to do a load of jobs and everything and like she was supposed to do a load of jobs but she wasn't able to but um, so so this then just kind of turns into a story whereby the winters look like they're going to be opening some kind of babysitting service or something so they say oh yeah we'll look after Glory 30 quid um, and and the first day of it seems to go really well. So Michael says, "Can you make this a regular thing?" And they say, "Yes, we absolutely can." So get Mike and that's it. To do it. That's it. I don't think you'd see the. Uh, I don't think you'd get your baby back if that happened. Mike, I don't know. Well, 
Some people would bite your hand off. Mm. So that that's upcoming storyline, I guess. Nursery at the Winter Household. What larks they will have. I just can see children running and sticking fingers in plug sockets and pulling bookcases. I'm surprised those they still got four left. That house looks like a death trap for if children. If no children have killed themselves in number five so far, I think I think it's safe. Yeah, perhaps. But anyway, that that's it. I I I thought that was a good week of Coronation Street, but it felt like we didn't have a whole lot to talk about. I mean, we've still we've managed to make nearly two hours out of uh, out of this, but just because um you complain about something doesn't mean you enjoy it. And uh, I like making fun of summer, and um I I found that very in- fun. I enjoyed it. I like I really really loved Daisy. This Daisy's my character of the week. Oh, is she? Yes. Yes, because Despite, I love her. But she was a flirty minx. I love flirty minxes. If I betraying were, Daniel, if I look like that. Cheating on him. Watch out, men. Rooms. That's how what I would be like. <laughs> I I I fairly enjoyed this week. It was it was fine. Glenda was um, great. Yeah, Glenda. Debbie, we got Debbie back. Yeah, I, I I thought that I thought that the, the Jacob story was strong. I thought that Summer's getting the story's getting better and better. If if not the character, I thought that yeah, there there, there wasn't Good much twist. not to like. I thought that you know. Maria and Alia great yeah. that they're standing up for it. And, and the twist with Max going but I am still evil yeah the fact that Alia is saying yeah I got blown up I don't care I'm back on my two feet and fighting injustice I'm like yeah good for you Alia yeah so it's but I don't know just just speaking about it today it feels like there's not a whole lot of talking points so sorry everybody about you know, we that. don't need to spend every um, what what are you scoring it out of five because it feels like to me that that's a bit of a I think I might say a three and a half this week I think it was solid not you know jaw-droppingly excitingly wonderful so yeah three three and a half um three and a half quarter life crises crises out of five I'm Who's giving this one. um I think Jacob. It's going to be the last chance. I do like Jacob. I, I think he put in a great performance. Um, I thought it was... I, I felt bad for him when he was having to be horrible to Amy to try and um, let her down. In it reminds cool to be me kind of, and all that. Is there, was there a movie where there was a dog and they had to like go, get out of here, go! Yeah, yeah, it's just like that, isn't it? It's yeah. like drop, taking Amy on a drive and... And dropping her out in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there we go. Three, three and a half quarter life crises and Jacob. What, what are you scoring? Well, see, at? I think the score for the week is more like a three and three quarters. Cannot do that. I know I can't. So I'm going to give it four, even though we'll I do not it think it's worth four. Okay. But I'm going to close the gap. Okay. What are you going to give it for? For what? For whiffy artichokes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. I well, just like the unspoken part of that scene is that Leanne was a druggie at one point. She's forgotten about it. But she, she was... knows what drugs smell like, so she's going, This artichoke does actually smell like cocaine. <laughs> right, okay, that is it for Street Talk this week. Um there's there's not really very much news going on this week, not enough to fill the whole cavern's worth with anyway, so I think anything that has happened we'll save into next week's show. But we do have some feedback, so let's get on with that now. Hello everyone, feedback time. We've got some more prediction stuff, but we can't do that this week. Uh, we're going to have to save that for another time instead. I'm too tired. I'm too tired. But thank you very much. It's really, really lovely. We got lots more predictions sent to us after the episode this week. It's yes, so, obviously so inspired exciting. some people. We did. So. Thanks. 
we're going to stick to um, feedback about current Corrie. Yeah, what's been going on? And here's the average score from the Facebook group. 3.84. Liz not bad. gave it four diversion bean cans out of five. <laughs> Judith gave it four emoji emojis lacking in nuance. And John gave it two days. It's taken me to stop laughing at the mess that was Wednesday out of five. Oh dear, John wasn't the right place for last week. See, I, I saw a couple of people that were a bit surprised by my high score for last week's Coronation Street, but I was, I was entertained. I was very, I was just, I, I've never laughed so much at Coronation Street. happy to Street. be there, weren't the, the points for that. Right, um, little, little email that has uh, just popped in from Rachel this evening as we were recording the last bit. She says, um, I was sitting down to watch Wednesday and tonight's episode of Coronation Street and I decided to Google the actor playing Damon because I can do. And the first article I see is Jacob Hayes' shock exit on Friday's episode. Oh, I'm beside myself because A, how dare you Google, and B, I love Jacob. Oh, the joys of living in America when your favourite soap airs in the UK. <laughs> Watching the episodes now and dreading how this is going to play out. Well... How do you like it, Rachel? It's That's the thing, isn't it? That's, that's Them's you, the breaks. That's what... It's, it's, Listen, it's we bad. had to lose Imran. You can deal with losing Jacob. Yeah, and if... Honestly, like if you if I'm ever behind on an episode of Coronation Street, I just always try my best to avoid any kind no, of looking I at totally, it online. It's so annoying. Can I just say I totally sympathise with Rachel because this happens to me very often when I'm watching a film or something. I'll be like, oh, who's this guy? Who's this from? Yeah. Who's this person? And I'll Google, I'll Google name of character, name of film, and half the time it will autocomplete death scene <laughs> and then I'm like great thanks great. for giving that away and that just gives away what sorts of movies I usually watch even not if, rom-coms <laughs> even if you do keep up with um, the episodes it's still kind of difficult in a way to be a fan of that franchise without being spoiled because lots of people do like spoilers like if I, if I, I can't really search Coronation Street on the internet because yeah. spoilers for next week's episodes will come up. So well, I do absolutely feel your sympathy there on that one. And it's uh, very tricky. And, we, you know, we we made a decision very early on on the podcast to be spoiler free. And I honestly think it's definitely hurt our success because um, people want spoilers. Yeah. And, you know, I you look at um, other people podcasts that will do spoilers for different soaps and things then mm. you get a lot more hits well yeah definitely like you know you can see on youtube I, yeah I think that's what i'm thinking of it seems like it if we were to do weekly here's what's coming up on next week's coronation street spoiler spoilers i think i've got a feeling that that would probably do quite well but you know it's a, it's a thing and i stand by it although we have reached our thousandth youtube subscriber this week that's been another milestone see- that we've hit thank you very much for everyone who pushed us over that i think michelle you a number a thousand now you see the money, how much money we can make, right? Now the money's going to start oh, yeah. rolling in. Perhaps your head will be turned. Maybe we can buy ourselves a Media City apartment overlooking the set. Yeah. Now, now we've got our thousand if we YouTube start doing uh, subscribers that we can monetize. It's, you can like get half a penny a year from that, I reckon. You know, <sighs> so it's all going to add up, isn't it? I reckon ten p a year. <laughs> Not out of the question. Anyway, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much, everybody. Thank who you. Subscribe to us. Um, so Richard. Uh, Richard. Richard is next. Do you want? Do you want to read this one? This popped in this evening it's my as well. Turn. It is, isn't it? He says it was quite a good, strong week for the show. Griff getting arrested by Spider was good, as was the reveal at the end of Sunday's episodes that Max still holds a lot of the group's views and is but far from being indoctrinated. Good to see Izzy featured on Wednesday, although Gary... Hang on a minute, he's far from being indoctrinated. He's far from being unindoctrinated, yeah. more like. <laughs> um, 
Good to see Izzy featuring Wednesday, although Gary peed me off with his attitude in the scene. Izzy was telling Gary something that Jake, their son together, does or said something. And Gary chipped in by saying that Liam, his stepson, does or had said something similar. <laughs> I think Gary's just like, he's, he's a um, absentee parent for, well, two of his children really, isn't he? The thing is about Coronation Street and step families is that it becomes never, never was it ever demonstrated in a truer fashion. It takes a village to raise a child because some of those kids have been with almost every <laughs> coupling imaginable. Yeah, Summer's not that unique with having three dads. I suppose the difference there is she's got them all at once. Yes, but... yes, and um, you never see parents who step parents who have moved on from the relationship engaging at all which i guess is not incredibly unusual unless you live On in the, the same road <laughs> anyway I'll it's like the thing with um chesney and leanne are technically related by marriage their stepbrother and sister or something aren't they through les or whatever and uh les and silla but never well, mind richard says Although blended families aren't rare in society and they're the norm in the show, it irked me that Gary seemed keener to compare his stepson than to appreciate what his former partner was showing about his actual son. I haven't liked Gary's character for a few years, so most things he says or does great with me, but the programme seems to forget for large chunks of time he has a son with Izzy and a son with Nicola. I want to say what this... I've read a description of what this attitude is. I have the same thing. Mm. Bitch eating crackers. What is that? It means, look at that bitch over there eating crackers. Mm. Like, she ain't got anything to worry about. When somebody annoys you, it doesn't matter what it is they're doing, the most innocent of things, uh. they can just be eating their biscuits, minding their own business, and you look at them and go, why don't you just die? <laughs> so, yeah, that was Gary. That was yeah. Gary's You think that about moment. everybody. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I like Daisy at the moment. <laughs> um... It's only got to do one thing, though. I know. Richard says, Friday's episode has bossed the week for me. Love the developments with the Jacob and Summer storylines, although the Refugee Centre one is starting to bore me, despite the premise of it being so good. The development of Jacob's character fascinates me, and I can't and won't believe this is the end of him and Amy. They are great together. Wow. The impossible has happened this evening, Friday. I felt sympathy for Summer. The street portrays psychos really well and I feel that Mike will be up there with the best. I do feel kind of sorry for her but also you've been a bit stupid. It's the same with Alia last week again isn't it? She's teetering on the brink here. This could be the precipice of her becoming great. This could be the making of Summer. If Summer rescues herself she suddenly realises that she shouldn't be such a stupid doormat. If she becomes plucky and likeable from this, this could be the greatest... Plot twist of all Coronation Always Street time. Always time to redeem any character on Coronation They're really, Street, honestly, genuinely, genuinely is. And we know that Harriet Bibby is a fun, sparky young woman. And she is lovely and beautiful. And she deserves to play a character that is more universally liked <laughs> than, than dear, tragic Summer is. Yeah, maybe this is it. You're right. Yeah, it could okay, be. Okay, um, Nancy, on last week's Coronation Street then. I watched Bider get in a taxi three or four times. It was not that impressive. Oh, vicious. <laughs> I couldn't believe that he let Griff outsmart him. Griff was onto Spider for a while, but why would he leave his undercover operation to see Toya? He must have known it was risky. The scene with Lily and Shona was wonderful too. Shona did a great job talking to Lily about the video that Max made. I thought that Lily getting a chance to play football with a youth team was a good contrast between her and Max. That's a really good point. She's making something of her life. Yeah. 
He's, he's actually he's becoming a top filmmaker. Thank you very much. He's becoming a propaganda. He's like girl propaganda merchant. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, Toya celebrating Spider's birthday with sweet. She's blown his cover though. Can he go back to being an undercover cop? I hope he doesn't leave. Yeah, but the kind of since t- um, Spider has been. Um, revealed as being a policeman. Everyone's forgiving him, which is nice. That's nice. But what, what's he doing for his work now? Can I just When's say, his next mission? Being an undercover police officer is like one of those jobs where you work all the time, but you don't actually really do anything. Well, yeah, you're just living a life, aren't you? So he probably just forgotten that he has to go into work. <laughs> They're like, yeah, Spider, are you going to... Hasn't come into the station for months now. Are you going to come in and do some paperwork? You've got a lot of paperwork, actually, to do now. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. Well, you can't do any undercover around there, because basically everybody knows that, anyway. So um... He's going to play undercover cops with Toy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nancy continues, I couldn't believe Nina fell in the pond and had to be rescued by Brian. <laughs> Great that Roy finally got a phone after this, though. And uh, I think that Asher will make a good paramedic. I can tell you whether she'd make a good paramedic from personal experience now, because I actually did go in an ambulance and it was fun. Yeah. But I didn't get to lie down. I, I, I'm a bit a gutted seat. that I was on my way back from work when you got um, ambulanced into the hospital. Yeah. Because I didn't get that experience myself. So um, <sighs> I might just go and do myself an injury, see if they come and get me. Um, Although I hear it's quite a long waiting time at the I moment. I didn't wait very long. I know they did a very good job of getting to you. I think it's my fault for the backlog. <laughs> People like fine. you, Gemma, that's causing our NHS to be I overloaded. didn't ask for any of this. They told me I had to go in. <laughs> um, Nancy continues, I felt Chesney was being a bit unfair to Gemma about getting married, since they are engaged after all. Mrs York's clearly overworked too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they can reach a compromise about the BSL. Gemma and Bernie's sitting was hilarious, and Michael there was finding food as well. It was well, it was kind of funny, but it was just stupid, wasn't it? Um, I'm glad that we're beginning to see that Mike and Esther are not the perfect couple. I hope find out Todd finds out something about them. Is Mike going to attack Summer, perhaps? Yes. Um, I give this week's episode three and a half cans of baked beans that did not explode. That's a good one. Uh, the character of the week is Mrs. York. You copycat. I love the way she looks. She locked them in and said, this is above my pay grade. As you were moving that... What? As you were moving that, the, I, the words were moving too fast for me to say. And I thought it said, I love the way Mrs. York looked in and said, this is above my gay parade. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, I've got stuff to do. Well, Mrs. York, I hope that you have filled in your NEU ballot for the strike that's good, that's uh, maybe going to be going on for teachers soon. Well, you Find know, cast your decision. No matter what you think, it's a, dip, it's a democratic process. Yes, yes. No right or wrong answer, Mrs. Right. York. Final email, Gemma, from Rebecca, of course. What did she think of last week's curry? First of all, quite enjoyed the Max story this week, although I really wish Alia had died. <laughs> Driving <laughs> off with a van with a bomb in the back was really stupid. That'll teach her a lesson, wouldn't that? That'll learn her. <laughs> Don't be stupid, just die. <laughs> I'm really glad Max agreed to go with Craig as I think he's accepting for his actions and even though I don't think he will go into the young offenders he does have that suspended sentence for drugging Amy so I think he will get some kind of punishment. Oh yeah, he does, doesn't he? Oh. I think, I think Rebecca, the police have forgotten think. about that. <laughs> He's like, oh, I could look this guy up, but... Nah. How do you, I don't even know how do you even spell Max. I don't know. <laughs> I was convinced Spider was going to die, so at the moment he's still alive, but I do think at the end of the story he will leave the street. The crowbar fall was silly, although I did love Peter giving Toya the spider that he found the little brooch. I also think Alia will suffer some form of PTSD... She's over it, Rebecca. She's totally over it. She's cool. But I also don't want Yasmin to suffer anymore with what she's been through over the last three years. And I think somebody had to die, even if it was somebody minor like Darian or Lauren. 
unless that's to come. Well, yes, they Lauren's got rid escaped. of the. the, the but yeah, I'm sorry. Hang on a minute. Like, Lauren's I, gone. They could have blown her up. Jacob's gone. Here. They could have kicked him to death. Jacob could. Uh, let's just do another rewind here. Heroically, have sacrificed his life getting blown up at the peace festival if they actually just wanted to get rid of him. Mm. Maybe they do want him to come back sometime. Maybe. Maybe. I quite like the Lena stuff too, although I was convinced that she would be in hospital a lot longer with Molly being on Dancing on Ice. Oh yeah, I think Dancing on Ice is starting this weekend. So um, and uh, I think everyone you have is to rehearse, don't I think they? everyone is skating this. Week, so we get to find out what uh, just how Molly practice. Gallagher is like on the ice. So at some yes. point soon she'll be off. Oh yeah, yeah, she'll be off. Soon. I also like the idea of Asher being a paramedic, and it gives her a purpose. Roy with his phone, it's hilarious, and the aubergine selfie mixed up with Roy and Nina made me laugh so much. I'm also proud of Brian of saving Nina and being so bashful about it. Wait till Mary hears about this. Oh yeah. I also like the little Nina and Asher scenes we got this week. Also like Gemma and Chesney stuff too, especially the stuff in the classroom with Michael being there too. Made me laugh. Also like the parallel with the peaceful protest and the not so peaceful protest with the racists. That's an interesting parallel that I never thought about. Good point. <laughs> and now I'm thinking to myself, did we learn anything about the best approach? No. Did, I, did they either of them achieve anything? No, not really. I guess what it means, what it shows me is never stand up for anything. No point. Just go with the flow. Yeah, but do put your do put your your, your striking votes in if you want. Um, <laughs> Too late now. Where did I get to? I also love Debs be a man, Chesney. Good. Job I just you did, did it that, for yeah. you. That made me howl. She says, "I think Chesney will be brought down eventually, and that Gemma and Chesney will be married. Oh, what like worn down to get married? Yeah, Ooh, worn that's down. That's how it always happens, isn't it, Michael? Mm-hmm. Just finally, give up, man. Finally." Damon is also up to something dodgy and Jacob can't see it as he wants to be close to his dad. I think he's going to regret giving up his job at Underworld. <laughs> Character of the week is a tie between Brian for saving Nina's life and Max for eventually realising the right thing and giving himself into the police. Also give this week four times Michael and Gemma were locked in the classroom together out of five. Ooh, wow, not allowed to do that technically, <laughs> not insured, that kind of stuff. Oh end of the episode it's the end of the episode thank you for sticking with us we really appreciate you guys support sorry that it was again I feel this... like every ep- the last month I feel like every episode I'm, like, I'm really tired I'm sorry it's I wasn't paying Christmas. attention it's been Christmas you haven't been paying attention to Coronation Street as much recently I'll give you that so but do, do you want me to if I notice that you're not paying attention next week am I allowed to like prod you or like mention the fact that maybe your eyes should be on the screen if I'm tweeting, <clears throat> I can't be watching. No, but if you're doing other things. Yeah, but there's lots of important business well, to I hope, Hopefully to. there's going to be some exciting stuff happening next no, week. No, I mean, so, um, yeah, I, I obviously, I, 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 yes, I apologise. No, I do. Yeah, I, I, it's I am, fine. It's, it's fine. It's, you know, this is just a bit of fun. Coronation Street's just a bit of fun. We can't all, every set episode, be gold. And Genuinely. we have released three podcast episodes this week. <laughs> the predictions. Well, yeah. And the summary of the year. But and listen. As long as you guys enjoyed some bits of this, you know. Yeah, exactly. Right, it's like Coronation it? Street. You're not as long paying... as you enjoyed some of it. I'm also gonna, but you're getting you know, your no money's worth. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, controversially state. I don't think everyone's paying absolute hundred percent attention to everything we say. Probably not all the time. So Probably that's not. tit for tat, isn't it? Sometimes and, uh, I listen to podcasts and like I've just had this. Don't know what like, sometimes I listen to put the podcast on in the shower. Yeah. Might, you know, not this podcast. I'm not that egotistical and I go I've got no idea what they were they were talking about and I've just been showering for 10-15 minutes 
Do I go that long in the chat? How about that? Anyway, we could have been saying anything. But what we are going to say now is thank you, everybody, for listening. Don't forget, you can send your own emails into the show and we can read them out um, to conversationstreet at gmail.com. Um, or um, what we will definitely read out is any lovely iTunes reviews that you may wish to post. So go over there and post those. We've got Amazon reviews and all sorts of reviews. It really, really does help. Um, thank you, everybody, for supporting us on YouTube, like we were talking about earlier. That's great. Listen, over- please That's do go great. and join and subscribe. To what? YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's stuff on there. A couple of videos. It actually is going to help it's us helpful. now. Maybe we can make some cash out of YouTube. <laughs> Maybe. I hope it does. Does it mean that there'll be more adverts on there? The, the thing is, like, there's adverts seconds. already. We're not getting any money for them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on SendPX. We're on FriendFace. <laughs> Voggle us if you want to find out more. Um, and we will be back next week with more Coronation Street goodness. We've got a bonus podcast. We've got a normal podcast. And that's about it. Thank you for everyone who supported us on Patreon. Thank you for Charlie for... Um, oh, yeah, thank you for that. ...nominating the charity that he picked. Yeah, Rainbows. Um, couldn't have done it without you guys to, to have so much money to give away. That was really awesome. Really appreciate it. And... Um, uh, that's it. You're done. When you shower, clean between your toes. And listen to what they're saying on the podcast. Do you, yeah. You never know when you might be tested on it. Well, look, we're asking you questions next week about <laughs> what happened this week. See you next time, everybody. Goodbye. Gemma's having a drink, but I'm sure what she's thinking. What do you want me to say? Bye. I already said bye, didn't I? Bye. See you. <laughs> oh, well, you look, you turned it off and you didn't even say I've, I forgot to say where the credits. music is. is you from. give it's, me evils because I'm spilling cider. from podcast. Which is from Apple. English Apples. I've said it now. Bye. Watch out. Oh, oh, oh.